Welcome back to the Barbershop. I'm your host, Mark Gray, playersvoice.com. Brings me much joy to bring my other half. DJ, how you doing today, brother? Chilling, man. Happy to be here. And the man behind the scenes messing everything up as we speak, literally, as I watch the phone over there shaking back and forth. A1, how you doing today, brother? Pretty good. Glad to be here. The guy behind the voice that, that, that nobody can see. Look at the thing. That's A1 for you, man. But here we are, back for another week, NBA playoffs. Um... Not much has changed Some aspects uh, Football stories real quick uh, Updating last week Sam Bradford has decided To just shut up, report And act like it never happened Yeah All is well? He took an L on this one I mean, I, I feel like It was probably going into it You'd ask yourself I mean, is he being serious? Did he think that he was Like about to be the next quarterback for four years You know what I mean? Right They signed you for two years And that was probably being optimistic Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And so this kid from everything that anybody said Even from before any of this Nobody said that like this dude is ready to walk in and start right now So now that being said I'd imagine nobody wants to It's with the number one The number two pick overall sitting right there You know it's just that next The first time you throw three interceptions Or a 20 point loss they're calling for the boy. Absolutely. So, uh, you know, I'm sure he doesn't want that hanging over his shoulder. But if the Eagles are telling us, yo, dude, just, you got two years, do what you're going to do. Then you're out the door. Knowing Sam Bradford is going to get hurt anyway. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah, he took an L, like, but it's the type of L that you have to ask yourself, like, did you discuss this with anybody beforehand? Because I really didn't see how it could have ended any other way. Man, I don't think nobody was about to knock down the door and give up anything of any kind of value for Sam Bradford. I was surprised the Eagles even gave him the two-year deal that they did give him. Everybody was. And the only thing was is that it was like, why did you do that? That was puzzling move number one, and then puzzling move number two was trading up to get a quarterback. You know, so here's yeah. a team that had a good amount of holes in it, and you know, at the Sam Bradford thing, you're like, okay, I guess you figured you might as well have. I mean, at, at best, at worst, he's a mediocre quarterback. You know, you're like maybe give him a shot. And then you trade away the entire team. So you essentially made two moves in the offseason at the same position. And neither one of them is really going to impact you this year. It's not like either one of those guys is game changers right away. Right. So I feel like like he probably felt that by the Eagles giving up so much for that pick that they really they plan on using this guy. And they plan on using him right now. Yeah. So he he I mean I know initially he probably wanted to put himself in a position where he don't want to look over his back or he can he can start, but there's not many of them jobs out there. Denver went out and got them a quarterback. So Denver don't need you. Cap looked like he's, you know, stuck in San Francisco himself. So I don't see anywhere for Sam Bradford to be other than where he is. That that Kaepernick thing, I can't really ever think of a situation similar to that where just all the way around where one, somebody, RG3 and him are probably in the same boat in terms of being able to walk on water one season is just the greatest person to ever live yeah. to two seasons later. Like we don't even want this dude, yeah. but at least the Redskins thing was a clean break. It was just like, go the 49ers thing was like, yeah, we don't want you, but we're, you know, we don't really have anywhere to send you. We owe you money. Like that scenario. I don't even know what the hell they're supposed to do going into uh, next year. But again, Bradford, I think this pretty much inks, uh, this pretty much sets in stone that he's going to be a journeyman quarterback. He's going to be that guy that, yeah. you know, St. Louis, Philadelphia and, Clearly, I sure hope he didn't buy anything in Philadelphia. That's rental. 
<laughs> you know, two year contract. That's definitely rental material. You know what I mean? And he's it's the type of thing that now here's the problem. You have to ask yourself, and you, you wouldn't wouldn't even ask yourself, if I'm an Eagles player, how committed could you possibly think Sam Bradford is? I mean, he's one hundred percent he has to be focusing on his future, which you know does not include the Eagles. Well, right now, in, in the position he's in right now, especially him, you know, taking back his trade request and all that, now he has to be he has to be committed because he got to go in there and try to take a job. Well, not not saying that committed to himself though. If we're if we're in the Sam Bradford camp, mm-hmm. what the goal right now is, DJ, have a good year, get your numbers up, and we can find you a new home. Right? right. I mean, that's that's it's not like, hey man, let's let's build around the Eagles, let's build towards next year. It's one hundred percent Sam Bradford camp right about now is one hundred percent about the Sam Bradford, and it's almost like you were putting together a resume, just like you number and your thing when you, you know, you're like, yo, just play this one year out and then we'll see what our options are. And you're trying to play that one year to build up your resume so that you can find the best situation for you. And yours in basketball was different because, you know, there's still a place for you. And quarterback, there really is no job for him. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no scenario where it's, I really couldn't see that he would go out there, play out of his mind, and the Eagles would still say, thank you for increasing your trade value, but there's still the door. You know what I mean? Like, right. you can't ignore the fact that how much they gave away well, that's, for that guy. That's, that's a part of the business for all them guys. Ain't none, ain't none of that stuff really that guaranteed. They'll get rid of you in a minute. But for him, at least they did show you know, some kind of faith that them giving him you know, a two-year extension. And there's no telling. That court, that young guy could come in and, and stink it up. Oh, yeah. And, and there he is. You know, he can be there to save the day and, you know, and improve his value in the league. Yeah, he can. It's, it's going to be uh, – I can tell you one thing. If I'm an Eagles fan, though – I'm not like I, that's that's not something I'm looking forward to. They've been making questionable moves though, you know, for the last few years now. We always blaming it on Chip, Chip Kelly, but they they're still doing it. Right. So that that just makes you wonder, like, hmm, maybe that's more than Chip. What you got? Do you see something? Shout out to Kevin Armstrong. <laughs> Kevin Armstrong, what's good? You said does those mics really work? <laughs> what? What? Should cut them. Should cut cap. Should cut cap. That's what Oral said. Yeah, I think his cap number would be – that's why they would call him cap for more reasons than one if they would have cut him. Yeah. Then it would be like a 5 or $6 million um, hit if you, just, if you just cut the boy cap. I, to be honest with you, I wanted both Kaepernick and RG3 to have new beginnings and new yeah. surroundings yeah. and give another shot. At I think both of them fell a victim to a lot of success very early, mm. um, a lot of, lot of success very early, and a lot of it – individual success and I don't think either one of them we got a lot more of the RG3 stuff I think only because we're here but I'm willing to bet that the exact same things that they're saying about RG3 here are the mm-hmm. same thing with the teammate thing and the, you know not fitting around and I mean we've heard things about him you know having always having his headphones on and yeah. he doesn't you know he's not part of the guys and I would hope that because both of those schools are so talented yeah. physically you know what I mean and, and we watch so many of these quarterbacks out here who aren't and they're doing much more Right. You know what I mean? And so you just imagine, you think to yourself, could you imagine if Tom Brady and Peyton Manning had RG3 and Kaepernick's physical ability? They wouldn't be Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. It would almost be like it'd be unfair. Yeah. Now, the guy who was supposed to do that was supposed to be the combination of both was Andrew Luck. Right. And that's another guy. You see the ESPN came out with the top 100. Yeah. He had that dude ranked 92nd. Yeah, that's crazy. And I think last year he was ranked 7th. Yeah, that's blasphemy, though. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not crazy about Andrew like last year, everybody out, you guys had them going yeah, 14 and yeah, 2, yeah, yeah, and yeah. he was MVP. Oh, man, TJ, uh, <laughs> TJ week two was like, I guess I got him running the tables from here on in. You know, he's like, I guess he's already got those two losses out the way early. He's like, you know, I but guess I, I got them winning 14 in a row. But I think, I think with Kaepernick, though, it's, um, 
with with Harbaugh, with Harbaugh leaving, Harbaugh leaving really really hurt him. You yes, know, Harbaugh yes. leaving hurt Kaepernick yes. like and half his team retiring, all of his defense leaving except and, one player. And and RG three may never admit it, but um, what's his name leaving probably hurt him as well. Shanahan. Shanahan. I mean, he can say all he wants about you know Shanahan and how much they screwed him and whatever the case may be, but that doesn't change the fact that he had a Pro Bowl year under Shanahan and his um mm-hmm. and his son. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like they they made. They made they made the most out of RG three. Right. So you know, I think both of them lost. Definitely Harbaugh and his whole uh, you know uh, hurt Kaepernick Absolutely. in that situation. But I'm still I I definitely partially because I spent so much invested in the Andrew Luck stock. I'm not going to sell it yet. I'm holding it. I'm holding on to my Andrew Luck stock. Nah, you definitely should hold on. That. I'm, I'm holding you can't, you on can't to sell my. That. I'm holding. I'm holding on to my Andrew Luck stock. I am, however, I do have an eye on it. Like it is like. <laughs> I you know I have talked to some brokers about yeah. selling it you know yeah. like let's let's take uh, ten shares of the Andrew Luck stock and move that over to maybe some Jameis Winston or, or somebody like that you know because uh, I I mean I went all in like I thought this dude was gonna be Everybody that combination did. of Tom Brady Peyton Manning's mindset with understanding of the game mixed in with RG three and Kaepernick's athleticism mm-hmm. and whatever the case may be I hope I mean he did we we all said all last year he didn't look right and then it turned out the dude had like a lacerated kidney or, or something right. that did sounded disgusting right. and, and very painful. So hopefully that's it. I, I do really believe in everything that everybody always says is that he is married to the film room and the book, which I think is the biggest part of being a quarterback. So I expect him to come out the other side of the tunnel uh, properly. And uh, I, I think that Andrew Luck is going to have a bounce back. I think 92nd overall is, is just uh, ridiculous. Somebody said it. I can't remember which one it was was like the reason the NFL Network does that is because that's what causes people to watch the show. Like, what? They put yeah. Andrew Luck, 92 overall? Got to tune in. The rankings are always ridiculous. I, fo- I, I hate them. It works in basketball, baseball, football. You can't compare an offensive tackle to like a, you know what I mean, to yeah. a quarter. Like the, their, yeah. their jobs are two completely different things. You know what I mean? Because, you know, you can have an offensive tackle. This guy is ranked number three overall and be like, yeah, but him without a, if, just him on a team by himself, he can't win any games. Yeah. You know, if there's no if he's if he's blocking for no quarterback or no running back, then he's essentially useless. Right. You know what I mean? So it's you know you just ask yourself. I mean, a quarterback has to be the most important. And everything after that is just a matter of what the other the other pieces are. Well, Going unless, in, unless you're JJ Watt. Yeah, I'm pretty but, sure he's more important than Hoyer was last year. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Well, that's a guy who's you know on the deep. Yeah, if you're going to be a JJ Watt on a defensive player, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Where you affect the uh, essentially affect the entire game. And the way that um defenses uh scheme for you. Real quick, going let's just say we had to do a fantasy draft today. Who would you draft as your number one player overall? And you had the number one pick. I listened to a the reason I'm asked is I listened to a um a podcast. I always listen to the Matthew Berry podcast, and they did their first ever mock draft. It was a whole ESPN staff, mm-hmm. ten team league, and they did a snake. And um I just interested to see who your number one pick is. I don't know, man. That's 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 a tough one. Right now. On theirs, it was Antonio Brown went one overall. Okay. Julio Jones went two. And Odell Beckham went three. Receivers went one through yeah, four. Yeah. And it was definitely Antonio PPR Brown one. Yeah. And I think it was ODB two or Julio Jones two. Right. But they, they were both two and three. Right. And the fourth one was uh was another receiver. What would you do? You don't know who you would take? I don't know. I mean, my first thought, I was thinking Aaron Rodgers. But then I was thinking they probably got to go receiver depending on what kind of league they're playing in. I mean, this, that receiver position is just so dependent. It is, you know. So it's it's kind of it's kind of hard to to go there number one, especially especially with Antonio Brown because we saw last year 
when it was like monster, 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 Ben Roethlisberger go down. This dude played three games and had like two catches in three games. You know what I mean? It was like right. dude couldn't get the ball. Mike, him and Mike Vick just could not get on the same page right. for nothing. Right. You know what I mean? So and it's like if that's your number one pick overall, yeah. that hurts. When you know every year Aaron Rodgers is going to throw 30, 40 touchdowns and five, six interceptions. You're right, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. And if he plays 16 games, he's going to have 12 amazing right. games. Right. You know, right. I, that's what I think. I, I'm, I'm with you. Certain guys, those guys that you just lock in, and you, you know that their, their ceiling is extremely high and then their floor is very low. Yeah. I mean, very high as well. Like, there's yeah. no scenario where Aaron Rodgers is going to go out there and just stink it up. He might get hurt. Right. But he's not gonna he's not gonna stick it up. I agree right. with his, you. His bad year was what he had last year. Yeah, last 30, year was what they called his bad right, year, right, and it was like yeah, thirty and like yeah, eight. Wasn't even yeah, ten. Yeah, definitely wasn't ten. You, you know what like I mean? So thirty two and like six or eight yeah, or something. Uh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Um, moving into um basketball, baseball. Not that you uh know or care, but you see, uh, Strasburg got his money today. No, it didn't. Seven years, one eighty five. Anyone? Yeah, what I say. So, yeah, seven years, six. What did I say? That's what I said. Close. Yeah, one eighty-five, one seventy-five, something along the lines, which actually I thought was kind of low. I, that's what I was thinking. I was, you said he got his money. I was like, that doesn't sound like. Yeah, he's especially like Bryce Harper like five hundred. Yeah, million, you know, Ex- especially with uh, Scott Boris being his agent. Um, what did Bryce Harper get? No, no Bryce Harper is going to get. Those numbers they haven't already heard. They haven't heard up as much as four hundred million. That dude is, I mean, right sport, right time, right age. Yeah. His contract's coming up. The dude's going to be like 24, I think, when his contract comes up. I mean, they're out here handing guys in baseball like 32 10-year deal contracts and stuff yeah. like that. And it's yeah. just like, who the hell gives a guy in his 30s a 10-year deal in uh, baseball? Yeah. You know what I mean? And they give it to you with a lot of money, too, and you get all of it. It's even if you seven years, 175. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, it's the most ever for somebody who had Tommy John surgery. But he's 27 years old. Um, he's off to a great start right now. And it only makes him the sixth highest paid um, play- pitcher, I think it is. I know sixth highest paid uh, player. It might be sixth highest paid pitcher. Which, was, like I said, I was just kind of surprised. I thought he would have uh, gotten over $200 million, especially considering that uh, Serzer got $200 million, And that's his own teammate. And he's having a better season than, uh, than Serzer is right now. You bored yet, Slim? You you've been you've been keeping up a little bit this baseball stuff. No, that, <laughs> when he came, because you know I like I like the um the phenom sort of stuff. So when he came out, I was intrigued. When he came, one when we were here, a dude was like you know nineteen or twenty, and he came to majors and struck out like nineteen batters in his first like two pitches. So I was mm-hmm. like I was intrigued by him, and like everything else in DC, he was hurt in no time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He went from being on the greatest thing in baseball to you know hurt. Year in and year out, and can't pitch more than seven innings. So now I, I was interested in him and Bryce Harper. Both of those two guys are on the short. They are two of the probably ten baseball players that I can name you. Yeah. But um, and both of them are here. And and you know, as far as as far as I can see, now it's not exactly like I have a vast knowledge of baseball currently. But Bryce Harper, from my, my understanding, is the best baseball player, and Strasburg was supposed to be the best pitcher, and, and he's returned to at least close to that form, and they're right here in our city. So pretty interesting. I, one day I do plan on going to see a game. I've been saying that hasn't happened yet, but go Nets, go Nets. I, I, I wouldn't mind going to a game. Drive by the stadium all the time. Stadium looks nice. Man, it's already about to almost full. You didn't clear it. I, I, I cleared as much as I could. Oh, okay, my bad. Well, <laughs> DJ's fans is going to be a short show, but you can switch over to if you get cut off on DJ's page, just go over to the Players Voice page on Facebook and you can watch it on there. 
I don't know what DJ's DJ's contract is messed up. Yeah, my store keeps saying full. I He's don't know why. Not on Sprint data plan, all messed <laughs> up. On the, approaching those data data limits. Um, basketball, Dwayne Wade national anthem. Your take on the story? Um, see how DJ saves him. Because he was. Oh uh, no, I'm not. I'm okay. not. Nah, I, I heard. I heard some people. You know, trying to trying to save him. I, I thought it was disrespectful. Go ahead. And, um, the video. Click the thing. The video again. It's like. Hold on, because I want people to hear this. You want people to hear it? Hold on. I hold definitely on. want, definitely want. Uh, I mean, my people get here. Yeah. Because I, I, this is this is yeah. one of the situations where okay. I feel like uh, you being a player, and yeah. I, I'm interested to hear what you take on it. You said 9048, right? First of all, don't ever say that that loud. It's 43. That'll be changed by the time the show's over. <laughs> it's not even on, though. It's, it's on, 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 it's on this. 4-3. It's the last two. <laughs> My man, yo. My man, what is this dude doing, yo? Scouts are just the worst technician ever. Why, why, why was the video ending in the first place? Uh, probably the uh, connection or something. Oh. What's 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 wild, Oral? The um the the D Wade national anthem situation or what? Oh, A1, oh, A1 that's what I'm about to say. <laughs> oh, A1 up his old church. <laughs> What's wrong with this dude, man? And still has a, oh, why does it take you so long to... <laughs> he like, said he gave the passcode out. <laughs> What's wrong with this dude? And still hasn't, and still hasn't got the... Uh... So, go ahead. people go ahead. on my page, we, we're, we're waiting on, on, on MG's um, live stream to go back up before I answer the D-Wade question. So we, he holds he hold y'all this, uh, Yeah, he's still. You got to go through a billion things to get your joint back. Uh, well, you've already eliminated one step for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> you got it back on there? Yeah. All right, we back live? Yep. Everyone, you say you're back live? Yep. All right, DJ, sorry about that, uh, people on my page. Uh, there we go, we're back live. All right. Go ahead, DJ. Picking back up right where we left, asking uh, DJ Demar Johnson, nine-year NBA vet, his thoughts on Dwayne Wade. For those who don't know what the Dwayne Wade topic is, while the That's while the right. national anthem, their version, uh, O Canada, was playing, Dwayne Wade still proceeded to continue his warm up and took. I think they said it was like four more shots and a layup and a and something else of the sort. While they while there's some girl was singing Canada's version of the national anthem, O Canada. So I was asking DJ his thoughts on, on what on that. It's going, anyone? Okay, go ahead, DJ. Um, I just I thought it was disrespectful, okay. um, and I thought it was done intentionally. I mean, I heard his excuse was that it just was cutting in on his regular routine, and this is not his first time playing against Toronto, and I mean they're in a, a series against him, and he chose you no know, this time to do it. I felt it was disrespectful and that he 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 done it on purpose i mean it's it's like a two-minute song all you gotta do is stay in there and him you gotta be interesting but you can't be shooting still doing your warm-up i've seen some guys before doing the national anthem they might just run in the back and don't don't stand out there but he's out there just shooting and that's that's really disrespectful i mean that's where the nba essentially blackballed um Mahmoud for because he yeah. would and he just wouldn't he was just sitting down yeah you know he wasn't he wasn't he wasn't asking to shoot around or anything he just said I want to sit down with my head down and pray and they were like nah everybody has to stand in attendance da 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 and you know he challenged that and the next thing we know my man was out of the league you know never to be heard from again right. um 
I, so when you say intentional, though, was it? Or do you mean like just lack of concern for what they're doing, right? Not like I'm gonna go out here and intentionally play basketball while this girl's singing to Old Canada. Nah, I I, I thought it was more so like I'm not from Canada. <laughs> We're playing against them, right? So I don't I don't care about their national anthem right now because we're playing against them in this series and we're trying to go out there and, and, and beat them. So I'm going to, you know, disrespect, but not taking into account he's not just disrespecting the Raptors. It's Canada, the whole Canada. People see that as disrespectful. Guy's not doing that when you're singing the national anthem. Yeah, no, nah, I, I agree, and I thought it was definitely um, disrespectful, only to be outdone by his explanation the way he delivered it was, one, the mixture in of third person. That's never good. Uh, yeah. Anybody who thinks Dwayne Wade is disrespectful yeah. doesn't know Dwayne Wade. Right. Right. Like, is he not here? Why are you, why are you <laughs> speaking in the third person? Have you ever done that in any interview? No. <laughs> like, I just wonder where that comes from. Like, at what point do you start thinking about yourself? You start talking about yourself. Excuse me. When you, when you got three, when you got three championships and you're a Hall of Famer, and you know, <laughs> then you just start talking about yourself. Yeah, you the start talking to the third he said, anybody, anybody who, uh, anybody who who does who thinks that Dwayne Wade is disrespectful to Canada doesn't know Dwayne Wade. Like what? <laughs> like who? Like this? Like he has some known love for Canada that we're not aware of, or something like that. You know. Yeah. And I thought, I thought the only way to get out in front of that was just be like, I sorry, won't happen again. That's the only answer, the correct right, answer. Right. Sorry, it won't happen again. I was focused on the game, and you know, I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, he was talking about his routine and the, and the time and the schedule, and yeah. we started out two minutes late. And like, dude, them extra two shots you got. I, I remember I saw um, this clip of Hussein Bolt. He was doing an interview on the side. Just finished the race, and he was doing an interview on the side, just off to the side, talking to a reporter. Mm-hmm. And the U.S. national anthem came on in the background, and he cut. The, he said, he just stopped. He said, he said, the reporter was, she stopped. He said, they're playing the thing. He said, waited for, you know, 40 seconds, whatever, and then went back. And was like, yeah, you don't talk about somebody else's national anthem. And mind you, he wasn't right. even on a public stage. She was off right. onto the side. Right. And I was like, that's the respect that you, you show other countries. If, yeah. if you want to be an inter, now I'm sure Usain Bolt's probably much more aware of that being an international, you know, because everything he does is in the Olympics and, mm-hmm. you know, it's always several countries. But Dwayne Wade, you know, he's not a rookie. And right. he's, you know, he, he knows better than that. Like you said, he's played in Toronto. God knows how many times, and you know the deal. So I'm glad. I'm, I'm actually surprised that you said that. Uh, I thought you were gonna say uh, I was blown out of proportion, but okay, that was there. You go. DJ surprised me once. You know, first time <laughs> ever didn't save somebody. Yeah. There you go, man. Way to, way to stick up, Black. You should be proud of him, boy. He, he didn't try to save uh, Dwayne Wade. Sticking with Dwayne Wade, though. Oh, first of all, before we get into all of the the, the basketball, Kenny Smith's name mentioned for the Rockets. Thoughts yeah. of that? I think that'd be interesting. I think Kenny. I think Kenny Smith has a. A great basketball mind, mm-hmm. and he's won two championships there. I don't see why not for him. It's a little risky because I feel like he has a great job. Great job. He's great at it. Great at. It's you know what I mean safe. He's going nowhere. Yep. Probably makes the same amount of money. Yeah. So going there will be will be taking a, a big chance for him. But him, but that's that takes a lot of you know a lot of guts to even step out of your your comfort zone and go do that. It's very few people that it's ever worked for. Steve Kerr. Now, obviously, he worked with Steve Kerr for three years. He does. I, I I agree, and that's only from the fact that I just think it's a better gig all the way around. Steve yeah. Kerr, first of all, was like an extra on the TNT set. You know what I mean? He wasn't. He would do some games. Mm-hmm. He would do whenever they had those little roundtable sit-down discussions. Mm-hmm. But he, this dude is the main piece of a Grammy-winning show. Yeah, and that works. 
I, what do they work, 40, 50 times a year? You, you know what I mean? And it makes very nice money. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're never wrong. You know what I mean? Like, like, like Gruden said, I haven't lost a game since I left, you know, you know, the case may be. And I, I, to me, that's an ideal job. And, and you're, you're relevant in sports at all times. The entire NBA is watching you versus going there. And, and not only on top of that, I, I'm not so sure. I don't. I wouldn't be in a rush to go coach James Harden, James Harden, if I'm Kenny Smith. And I'd, I'd be wondering what type of respect you think the players would have for, for for Kenny Smith. Yes, he played in the league, but he also has zero coaching ability. It's not ability, excuse me, experience. What kind of what kind of respect do you think he would demand in the locker room? I think Kenny he he won two championships there. Right. The the last two that they had. But what if so you got only you two. Yeah, <laughs> the last yeah. two, the first two, yeah. The only so two. when 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 you come in there with that. You gotta respect Kenny. Kenny wasn't he wasn't a sorry player. He was a starting point guard. On oh no, the no, no, he was good. He's a lot so, better than people. Than I mean, the thing is, he's on a panel with Charles and Shaq, and you know, super, yeah. like those guys are all. They're all they're all Hall of Fame yeah, guys, right. but he says the most intelligent things out of all of them by a mile. Yeah, <laughs> by a mile. exactly, and everybody sees that. Right, and to go along with his his, his accolades, he will he'll get respect instantly in that locker room. If you not, think? Because I know something wrong with them. You're always the one who's so hard on Donovan. So you think that yeah. Kenny Smith demands more? Kenny Smith's NBA resume mm-hmm. buys you more respect in the locker room than Donovan's thirty plus years or however many years of coaching plus national championships in, in Houston. Yeah, yeah. You think so? Yeah. I mean, I I take your word for it. You you yeah. would know more than me. I yeah. would just. Um, I mean, NBA guys they respect NBA guys. Or if you got you know if you've done something in the league. If you haven't done nothing in the NBA, it, you know, it's hard to get that respect from them, especially when you go in there. And if you go in there and you're talking all the right stuff, you know what you're talking about, they're like, okay, this guy's good. But as soon as you go in there talking about something that them guys not familiar with, some old college stuff, they're going to be like, man, we don't do that here. And you're going to lose your respect. Pacers coach fired. That doesn't sound fair to me. Not at all. I mean, I, f- I think it was seven years and five of them, they went to the playoffs or Four years, five years, and four of them that went to the playoffs. I mean, this dude every single year had made. He never got Granger and Paul George mm-hmm. together, mm-hmm. Um, or David West. That that one little window there where they were the only team that had a chance to compete with the Heat. He had them relevant, and then it was you know one year was Granger. I think two years was actually Granger. Then one year was Paul George. And one year was David West. Like somebody was always hurt. And then after this year, I'm not sure what exactly the expectations were. His best player is coming off of, you know, what many would have called a career-ending injury. Right. And that's essentially the only person really on the team. I think Frank's a good coach. And it was weird. The league is just weird. You get even the guy in Memphis was fired. I think he's done a good job. But then, you know, Quinn Snyder's done a, you know an okay job, too. He gets, you know, extended. And But them guys are good jobs. Now they were this this microwave society though that you know everybody. What is it that Indiana feels that they didn't do that they should have? You you know what I mean? Like they should have won a title within the last five years. I, I don't I don't think anybody outside of Larry Brown's house. I mean Larry Bird's house would say that. Looking right. at that team, that that team isn't constructed to have won a title. And I think the amount of games that they've won over the last five six years versus the talent, I, I think they've exceeded the expectations. If no, you I ask agree. me, I agree. Kyle Doman said that um, the only way he make the move if he the Jet is if he feel a loss of not being in the day to day, being a part of the game. But he hasn't yeah. been that in a long time. A very long time, uh, more than a decade. And 
he's pretty involved. I'm, I'm sure he's as involved as he would, as he would like to be. And mm. you know, if he wants to, he could go do the side. I don't, you know, if you go back, that's a great gig. He's not just yeah. on the show. Right. You know, Charles, Kenny Charles, and the other person is always in. It's any EJ, um, excuse me, Ernie Charles and um and Kenny. Mm -hmm. The fourth person has always been whether it was you know it's been Weber, it's been it's been Matt uh, Shaq, it's been Matt, it's been you know a handful of people, and that yeah. changes. But those three right there are are almost the face. It's like you know they're they're on the they're getting to where Madden is synonymous with football. You know right. what I mean? It was like Madden was the voice of the NFL. Right. Kenny Smith and Charles Barkley are the voice, and Ernie mm -hmm. are the voice of late night. NBA, and it's almost like I'm sure what he's telling himself and what they're telling him is that if you fail, which you will, because I mean they all do, and you, and you can go back. And you know I don't know if you necessarily want to go back there with your hat in hand and be like, because I mean you imagine how many jokes they be talking about the time you got fired, and you know the case may be I don't know. I mean I I get it if you if you you know probably has some sort of competitive itch he wants to give it a shot at, and it might be something along the facts of seeing what Steve Kerr is doing and seeing the praise that Steve Kerr is getting and thinking to yourself like, hmm, I can do that. And I, why, but why you look at Steve Kerr? Take a gander at Derek Fisher's too, though. You know, there's, there's right. you know, for every, for every, I think Steve Kerr is more the accept. And first of all, he got a great job. Got you a know? great, great job. And you can, he was, he was thinking lose to the Warriors without Kenny. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and then the Thunder. Yeah, ab, ab, ab. So he 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 said. Kyle said he means specifically being a part of a team, an integral part, not just a part of the game. Yeah, I, I mean, I understand what I understand what I understand what you're saying. I, I definitely do. But uh, you you know, hey, we we everybody's different. So and that's what he wants. And I'm sure that you know, being a part of the TNT staff, there's nothing competitive about that. Yeah. So you know, maybe Kenny misses that, but I bet you the stress levels night and day too. And they just fired a coach. Yeah, and they just fired Kevin. Finals. They just fired Kevin McHale. Exactly, that's a great point. They just yeah. fired Kevin McHale off of a off of a Western Conference and final, and they're probably going to lose um, Dwight Howard. Not no, probably. They have, I'm going to tell you that once this, the the nail in the coffin that lets you know they have no desire in signing Dwight Howard is when they mentioned that they were interviewing Dan Tony for the job. They let you know they could care less. What uh, <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's like we're, we're planning on keeping Jerry, but we interviewed Tom for the job. You know what right. I mean? Like. D'Antoni and 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 uh and and Dwight Howard couldn't be further apart if you tried to. So the fact they even interviewed him lets you know what they think about his uh his time in there. And I I'm just not so sure that out of all the superstars of that caliber, James Harden is the last one I'd want to coach. Right, the or very last one. Oral said he probably always wanted to be a coach, and he probably did. And I and I actually think he'll be a great coach, but I think his job he has now was just better. I agree. I, I, I agree 100% with everything that you said because yeah. I do. I think he probably would be a great coach. And I agree with you. Or he probably did always want to be a coach. Kenny, Kenny is, is, has that type of mind. And, you know, he can tell that he is more than just uh, just a basketball analyst. You know what I mean? Because while the rest of them are on there laughing and joking and playing around, he's always uh, – hey, when is the other one off? Okay. He's always joking. I think yours about to probably say the um, stores was full. I don't know why I erased so much stuff. Well, little I have on it. Well, it's because you got a four gig iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you to get a four uh four gig, four gig iPhone. But um, moving on to the yeah, like I was saying, speaking of Dwayne Wade though, he looks good. He does. He does. He he, he looks he looks really good. And for spurts there, like we said on the last show, it was good to see uh Grogic was getting back to uh back to himself. There, I've seen so many different stats about exactly how bad. Kyle Lowry is, and it's just like unbelievable. Like essentially, the stats are saying that he's like 
the worst player in playoff history. You know what I mean? Like all, all, all the stats. That's that's what all the stats are um, are out there saying. Hold on, let's get, let's get DJ uh, Square back up on here. Have his mother phone, man. It should be better now, right? This is a newer one. I don't think you need a side one. Is it back on? Okay, there we are, back again at the DJ. DJ's uh, live feed is back well, up. That, that one, that one might get some Texas going through in the middle of the show. Uh oh. Yeah. All right, what was we at? Send them pictures. All right. Um. So, <laughs> well, I was saying. Um. Not. They essentially that Kyle Lowry is in the midst of having like essentially the worst playoff series anybody's ever had. like play not series, it's playoff run. You know, in terms of like this dude is shooting like thirty percent from the floor. Uh. You know, just is basically doing nothing. Him and uh. Yeah. Yep. 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 But him and DeRozan out there looking terrible. Um. But Dwayne Wade is looking vintage. He he's looking he's looking really good, right? And um, it's good to see, good for the game, and you know he's able to ramp it up every once in a while. But I still wouldn't, especially with Whiteside out, you wouldn't give them any chance to beat the Cavs, would you? Nah, nah, I definitely need Whiteside back for them to have a any chance to beat the Cavs. But I do love what um what Dwayne Dwayne has been doing. He um but he re- he rests enough during the season, whereas mm-hmm. though he saves himself season four, four times like this, right? And now he don't have. You know, LeBron out there, he can have the ball in his hands more. And he's just doing what we've been seeing him do most of his career. I'd like to see Joe Johnson. Uh, I, I feel like I'm the last Joe Johnson fan left. And No, nah, I love Joe. Do you have any faith in him? I do. He just, I mean, he just got to, you know, get the ball. Dwayne has been playing so well that, you know, they haven't been needing Joe to really have the ball. So, he, you know, Dwayne has been, been taking over and Joe's just been spotting and, Picking his spots and Joe hit some some tough shots yesterday. Yeah, he. I, I, it just you know I've I've always felt like he just I don't know maybe I wish he should have gotten there two years earlier instead of wasting all those years in um Atlanta and um and Brooklyn. Yeah. Because I mean I was always a big Joe fan, always a big Joe fan. Um, I think he got compensated a little bit more than he should have, but uh, <laughs> yeah. but but always a big big Joe fan. And Dwayne Wade for him to just. You just like to see the consistency and see him do it a little bit more. But he has shown it this year. And I do think – I think that we would see him put up a hell of a fight against LeBron. I, I think that – I think he – that's what he wants. You know, and I think he wants to show – give the world LeBron versus uh, D-Wade and show them what he can do, which but would be I, lose. But I, but I think that – and definitely that would be better if you got white side down there. Yeah, the thing is, every time this is the second time Whiteside went down within the last like um, this series alone, and every time I see that dude, the first thing that comes to my mind is, chill out, dude, get your money. You know what I mean? Like this yeah. dude has spent his whole entire life playing for essentially for free, and he's on the verge of getting a hundred million dollars. He's gonna get it. He's gonna get it regardless. He can get hurt the rest of this series. He's gonna get it. I'll sit down. If he was my homeboy. Park it. Like, I mean, every time this is the second time I'm like, no, please. Could you, could you just imagine being that close? And then, boom, it's going like that. I really can't. It's not a matter of what I see. I can't foresee anything right now that would stop him from getting close to not $100 million at least. If he blew out his knee? If he's young. If he blew out his knee, he'll he'll be back, you know, January or something. And he'll still get paid. You don't, to go to you, A1. I, do I? I don't see any scenario where I mean, Whiteside doesn't get some ridiculous amount of money. 
He's going to get it. All right, like, say Whiteside, the Wizards sign him, 100 million. Pick up your mic, yo. If you're talking, say something on the mic. You just sound like <laughs> I listen to go back and listen to the show. It looks like we're just talking to ourselves. <laughs> so what I was saying is, um, say the Wizards sign Whiteside for a max contract. How much better do you think he makes the Wizards? None. Exactly. And, but I mean, I think he's like he reminds me kind of like maybe like Draymond Green. Like I think he's a valuable piece on a good team. Mm-hmm. But I think if you send him to you know a, a team that's like not in the playoffs, I don't think he makes him a playoff team. No doubt about and that. And I think you have to to be a max player. I think you have to take your team to the next level. See, that's in right. an ideal world. Where, I mean, exactly. that's great. We're that talking just about happen. we're talking about what's you're you're talking about what what deserves and what what should be. We're talking about market value for Whiteside, and you put him up against. If, if I'm his agent, I'm not taking a penny less than what DeAndre Jordan's getting, or, or you know these other guys out here. You give you give Tristan Thompson eight, right, eight, eighty-five exactly. million to come exactly. off the bench, getting eight point six rebounds, <laughs> right. or whatever he block any blocks, no shots. Yeah, and 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 you got your guy who's leading the league in blocks by a lot up there in steals. That that kind of guy can can change the game. He ain't got to score twenty points, but when you know mm-hmm. that when you drive down there, that that guy's blocking shots. It, say if you go to the Wizards, something like that. John Wall and them, they know they on fast breaks because he's blocking shots. They're not, you know, giving up layups. Now he, and that's important. Like, yes, do, do you put him on Sacramento or the Bucks and he James Chandler? No. But you put him on the same way that Tyson Chandler and Jason Kidd changed. Mm-hmm. That Mavericks team was the cherry on the top, you know, the icing on the cake for a championship team. You see the difference Tyson Chandler made, and that was that. I think he was doing like 11 and 10. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. But it was a hell of a 10 in his, in his ability right. to guard centers and get up and down the court right. is, is is game changing. You know, and, and when DeAndre Jordan hit the free agent market last year, teams were – you saw the line for that and and, and the uh, the soap opera that ensued after that. So, yeah, his, Whiteside is getting his money. Make, make no mistake about it. Whiteside is definitely uh, getting his money. But uh, I thought that was also kind of – I don't know what the word is. It was kind of, I don't want to say sad because that's a lack of a vocabulary, but it was disappointing that both of those centers, because they were in the middle, they was in the middle of having a really good battle. The Raptor, I don't yeah. want to murder his name, but the Raptor center. Valanchunas. Yeah, Valanchunas and, and Whiteside, they were going at it, and we were getting a good matchup with two centers, you know, which is a, a stink, extinct, essentially. I don't remember yeah. the last time we saw a center battle. Right. You, you know what I mean? But you saw two centers going at it, and uh, and they were and they both looked good. Valanciunas was actually getting the better of the deal. Yes, he was. Yeah. I, I I agree with you. I agree with you. The rap when I watch now here's my thing, Slim, and I text. I think I, no, I don't text you as much. I text a one, and I'm at work, and these Eastern Conference games, man, it's dude, it is. It's like it's like nit basketball. You, uh, you know, like the not tournament. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And the way I feel about it, which not to be the dead horse, but I've been doing this for years now, talking about the Eastern Conference. It's like. In, in college football, where you got the SEC, right? And it's not fair that every year in the SEC comes out and you got maybe Alabama, maybe Auburn, whatever, one team. And then you got a team like, let's say, it was Florida State a year ago. Florida State, yes, is good enough to beat Alabama one time. And then you're the national championship. Mm-hmm. But what you do know is that Florida State's not – they're not going to – they didn't have – that whole year, they didn't have to go to LSU. They didn't have to go to Georgia. They didn't have to go to Ole Miss. They, you know what I mean? Alabama did all of that. Then plays Florida State, right. whereas though Florida State's playing Maryland, Wake, you know all these unranked teams, and you know and same thing in the Pac. Whereas though it's like you have a team like Cleveland. Yes, Cleveland is good enough to beat any team in the West, but the fact that they don't have to beat every team in the West like all these other teams do. This San Antonio team 
as great as it's been for the past five years, and they've won, you know, two or three titles in that span, they can't even make it to the finals every year. Right. You know, that same team that ran through the Heat in the finals, the next round, they get knocked out. The, next year, they get knocked out. Same team. It's not mm-hmm. on the first round by a Clippers team. You know, mm-hmm. so it's like, it's like the Western is the jungle, whereas though the East is like this Hollywood resort, you, you know what I mean? You just get a fast track straight to the straight to the finals. Right. And 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 it, and, it, and it, it's not. I don't. I hate to hear the the word unfair, but it's not competitive. And and I really liken it to the SEC and football, whereas though you know those those SEC teams where you know in a in a sport where you can only lose one game, and you look and it's like yo, these are your eight games. Right. Like uh, we can only lose one of them. Meanwhile, Florida State says we can only lose one of these. I don't even know which game on here we could possibly right. lose. You know right. what I mean? And by and we are good enough to beat Alabama one time. Right. Your thoughts? Nah, I, I, I couldn't agree with you more. With the exception of this year, this year the East has been better, better. Than, than you know the past year. Still not, still not quite as competitive as the West, but this year they they have they have been a lot better. And Cleveland is just you know really good. In Miami, you know, especially with getting Joe at the end of the year, Miami made their team better. It's just stuff like injuries always happening. Um, and and guys just teaming up on the same team kind of, you know, messes up the whole league as a whole where there's so many bad teams because you got three and four, super, you know, two and three superstars wanting to play with each other instead of against each other. Remember last year when we were on the show and we were doing the NBA Finals and Atlanta was winning everything, best record, doing everything. Yeah. And you and A1 were like, MG, you dismissed. I said, remember what I said? You said, and I said, they would beat them in three games. And I don't care if they played all three of those games in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And fast forward two years now, they swept them back. Like, you know, this Atlanta team is just one. It, there's no chance of these dudes winning. None of these teams with the exception of the Cavs. So when I when I see the playoff and I say, oh, what, what game we got tonight? And you say something like, you know, Raptors versus, you know, whoever they played in the first round. And you're just like, none of those teams have a shot to win a title at all. Like none. No. No, no, nothing at all, and you know a Hawks versus Cavs series. It, it's all we're watching to see is records being broken by three pointers. And here's here's another thing that that uh, I don't think anybody, but we didn't speak about, which was really troubling to me, was this whole concept that when the Hawks, excuse me, the Cavs are blowing out the Hawks, that the Hawks, this whole this whole thing about etiquette and how to blow people out, and you shouldn't do this, and you shouldn't be shooting threes, and like, what you shouldn't do is give up that many threes. Yeah. And, and you know it was funny that um, one of the I want to say it was uh, Horford or one of them said you know I would like to think if we were winning we wouldn't have done that and it was like what and, and I would think me personally if somebody mm-hmm. came to the locker room after I just lost by fifty and he said man you lost to DJ by fifty points man what do you think about him dunking at the last point of the game like it's the least of my concerns Joe you know what I mean like you lost by forty thirty these, these ridiculous points you're not even competitive. So this idea that you're asking for somebody to take it light on you right. is ridiculous to me. Then they went back and found three different times that the Hawks this year were up by uh, 30 points or more and were still taking uh, three-pointers in the third quarter. Because they're out there trying to break records. And, and a lot of people look at it as bad, bad sportsmanship. Do you? And it's like, kind of. I mean, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not the one to show off. you know. Right. And, but, and you know what, what LeBron is best ever at. It's front running, you know. When, when he's up, yes, yes, man, he can he he'll pull up from half court, yes, yes, yes. bottoms, yes. and you know, and that's just. I mean, they they have and Jr. You know, them guys do that. They when they up, they yeah. have fun. They take shots they wouldn't usually take, but Jr. will take them anyway. Yeah, but but they go in when they're up. No, yeah, they, 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 yeah. they are they are definitely a 
up front when all of a sudden Kevin looks like Kevin Love looks like Kevin Love. Right. Kyrie, yeah, no, nah, there's right. no doubt about it. They're a team that's built, especially LeBron wins. You know, that's when you said all of a sudden he turns into Steph Curry. You know, he's hitting threes. And once that's, you know, forget about it. But, you it. know, when you when you up like that, that's why coaches put the bench in the game. You don't leave your guys out there to, you know, try to run the score up or try to show out another team. The game's over. They won. You won. It's, it don't, it don't, you mean, especially, you know, I know baseball got a lot of these, these rules were about showing off oh. and having respect. Yeah. You know, it's not, not it's not much like that. that in basketball, but, you know, that's how we end up when I was in Denver. And we had the fight with Carmelo and Jr. against the New York team. Mm-hmm. Isaiah thought we were, you know, showing off, and he sent Lil Nate in the game. <laughs> no, Re- refresh my memory now. <laughs> Here we go. Here's a barbershop exclusive. Here you go, DJ. Run that. This was I'm. I want to go. This was when you no right after that you guys traded for Iverson, right? Because I remember you had no play. This was before before the Iverson like, trade, like a day or two before. Because, because all those guys got suspended. Once they got suspended, the then the trade happened. Yeah. And then you guys ended up having like seven players or something ridiculous about yeah. that. So bring, bring us back to that. I, I don't even remember what the fight was. What what was the situation? So we're playing we're playing in the garden against New York. We're at the end of the game. We're winning. Is this one on, A1? Um, okay. So I didn't feel like we were um, – and I don't, I don't think George Carl and Isaiah cared much for each other anyway. Because there was history there with he fired Larry Brown. When he was a Knicks coach, and that's the that North, UNC, that, that yeah, UNC that North Carolina thing, yeah. right? So all of the UNC yeah. tree hates right. Isaiah Thomas, right? Okay. So at that time, I don't know anything about that, but you did, you were okay. No, gotcha. I just know you know it's real, I'm, though. Yeah, I do know it's real. It's like a mob. Yeah. So, so Nate Robson comes in the game. Jr. goes on like a fast break. Nate Robson kind of takes him out, basically. You know, so Jr. You know, he gets up. You know, stands up over him. Nate Robson. You know, kind of scoops him into the crowd, and the guys. You know, I'm on the bench at this time. The guys that's in the game are the ones that's, you know, getting told. You cross that line, you yeah. know, we're suspended. So that's when Melo. Is that even actually in your head, though? Like, in the heat of the moment? Yeah. It, it is now. I mean, before, when they first started doing it, you know, guys were getting fined all the time. Yeah. Because, you know, they can help it. But now, especially, you know, your coaches and everybody, they're going to make sure you don't cross that line. Right. Because you're getting suspended also. So that's when Melo ended up, you know, hitting Marty Collins and kind and of just running. Like, like backing away because he he was right. That was a real nice way to put it. No, nah, I don't. I, him back I, away. People say that. I don't say that as him running at all. Okay. He was in front of the Knicks bench. He hit a guy. <laughs> <laughs> he hit a guy with the palm of his hand. It wasn't even a clean punch. He falls. And then you got the rest of the guys running at you. You just kind of back it up. You didn't yeah. turn around and run. You just right, backstepping. Right right, right, right. So guys, he already knocked the guy down. Mm-hmm. I mean, what else are you supposed to do? So they they call they called it mellow running, but that's basically what happened. And all the guys got suspended. And you end up trading for Iverson right after that. They were gone for like 15, 20 games or something. That's yeah. Now nah, I, I I I remember that vaguely. I, I remember yes, he was all the way on the other side of the thing, and then he backed up all the way down the court to the uh to the other side. Yeah. And uh, I, that's so crazy because Melo ends up playing on the Knicks. Nate Robinson right. ends up playing <laughs> on, on the Nuggets. Right. Uh, all kinds of uh you know stuff like that. Yeah, I, for, I forgot all about that fight. But anyway, I digress. But that was just about, about you know, guys, if you're out there trying to show off and run the score up, you know, at the end of the game, when you know the game's over, guys don't don't like that too much. And, and stuff like that, you know, will happen. I, I watched Charles Barkley, who I've, I've said it several times, was my favorite player growing up, and I, and I love Charles. I've always been a huge Charles fan. Yeah. When he comes on after the game and what says what he says, I don't feel like the the game is any better off with him doing that. Saying things like, 
man, if, if that's me, I'm, you know, punching a guy in the ring. Like, you know, yeah. if you're if you're out there and you're giving up nine threes, I need to break somebody's ribs. Like, I don't, I don't, this idea that back in the day that was better. Like, we both grew up watching that Knicks Heat basketball. That was terrible basketball. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Where it's like, man, if you come down the lane too hard, I'm knocking your head off. And, like, next thing you know, the score is 68 to 60. Well, I don't, I, I don't, I don't think it was terrible basketball. I just thought, I mean, most of them guys back then with the Heat and the Knicks. Yeah, oh, I, I didn't God, think that it was, was terrible at all. I mean, I love, I love watching that stuff. Oh. Um, I mean, guys were tough. Guys didn't have the skill that these guys have now, mm-hmm. so they had to use, you know, their toughness, and you no, know, they had to take guys out because they were they wasn't as athletic mm-hmm. as like guys are now. Now guys are big and strong and athletic. They don't got to take you out there. They'll just block your shot. Yeah, or stop you from going to the basket. I just don't like the idea of guys like – see, Barkley's different because Barkley actually did have skill. But yeah. the guys like a Charles Oakley, you know what I mean, where it's like you're only in the league to bang guys around. Yeah. And, you know, and, 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 and if you were to ask somebody like Charles Oakley, how would you deal with Amari Steinberg? Punch him in the ribs. You, you know you, what I mean? It's you just like – take it to account. That's, that's what they know. Yeah. That's what they know. That's what they did. You see these games where, you know, think Michael Jordan when he just keep going to the basket and dunking. No, you're going to hit the floor. Yeah. And that's that's all them guys knew. And, and I feel like you're taking away from our experience of, as fans <laughs> of seeing something. Because, I mean, like I said, yeah. imagine if you – because the thing is, let Amari, who's as freak as – in his prime, is as freak yeah. as athletic big man as you have ever seen. Yeah. If you had took him and dropped him in the 80s, the things that we were seeing, he would have never done. He would have never been doing 360 windmills on, because he would, somebody like Charles Oakley, Anthony Mason would have been – broke his ribs. So it's like we are the fans would be missing out on that stuff. Kevin McHale, those guys would have I mean, just I, cleaned I, his clock. I, 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 I don't fully agree with that because he would, he would have took his, his bumps and bruises, but he still would have did his dunks. Sean Kemp came into the league and was dunking all over them guys. Yeah. And, I mean, if you had he that, was if one, you, yeah. you that athletic, I mean, Dominique, if you're athletic like that, you're going to get yours. They, they can him too. Yeah, but they can't throw you to the floor every time. <laughs> right. You know, make your free six. throws. They can, they can throw you to the ground yeah. six times yeah. each. Yeah. Six, six times each. But they're not going to stop you ultimately from dunking on guys because if you have that skill, you're going to do it. Yeah, I mean, and then when you see, like, those old bad boy clips, the things that they were getting just regular personal fouls, yeah. you, you might get kicked you out might, the league absolutely. for Absolutely. Forget, I mean, suspended would be the least of your concerns. You'd Absolutely. be looking at a year. I mean, they a guy would come down the lane and just knock him out of midair and put his hands up like, yeah, I got him on the knee. <laughs> <laughs> you know just mean? like what you're saying, you, you think it's, it's taken away from the product. What you want to see is the same thing David Stern thought, and that's why he yeah, cleaned, yeah, he cleaned yeah, up the game. Yeah, yeah. And then we start seeing more athletic and, 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 right. and exciting well, yeah. um, highlights more and stuff guys like more that. Athletic. Well, guys are more athletic now, faster and all that now. Along with David Stern cleaning up the league, but now you have you know the old school guys who aren't used to that. They're used to what they did, and they're always going to look down and act like the league is soft. Which the league isn't soft at all. Nah. But they, they're going to call it that. Yeah, that's so. What do you, the athletic ability to do that? Go ahead. What do y'all make of um, LeBron's "I need an enforcer" comment? Talking about saying, saying he basically needs a player like that, like an Oakley. LeBron. That boy got a Christmas list, doesn't he? <laughs> like, I mean, he put my kids to shame. Like, this dude, does he? I need a shooter. I need a friend. I need Tristan Thompson. I need this guy needs a lot. I need my friends on the plane. I need an enforcer. Like, Jesus. I mean, there's. No, you're absolutely right with that. But there's, there's nothing wrong with, you know, having, you know, at least a guy on your team. That that does that stuff. So I mean, back then you had half your team doing it. That can't be covered in Tristan's eighty million. 
like, I mean, I agree. For eighty million, I'm getting eight <laughs> points and eight rebounds. Jamon being an enforcer too, as well. Like, I, like, I agree. I they agree. had um. Go is ahead, Commodore. Um, ask your question. Commodore been having a question for a while. Go ahead and ask it. Is um isn't Kendrick on the team or is, it, is Kendrick still in the league? I don't think no. Nah, he's definitely not on that team. But Kendrick was with, uh, his guy. New Orleans, I think, right? Yeah, yeah. But Kendrick, Kendrick was his guy last year. Yeah. Remember last yeah. year in Boston series, Crowder was all over and playing great defense. Right, man. They Kendrick comes right in the game, yeah. knocks him on the floor. Then yeah. Jr. elbows with something. Birdman with him, right? Here we go. Ask it. It's great. I mean, he's the GM of the team. So I mean, <laughs> it, so for, for the crazy part is how LeBron. Acts like the GM of the team, and then at other times act like he has no control of everything. Like, man, if only I could get an enforcer over here. Like, dude, you handpicked every person on this team. I didn't know he said that. That's funny. I believe it. Why not? I mean, Mike Miller, Tristan, everybody who's on the team is because LeBron wanted them there. Right. So, so I could get an enforcer. Like, if, if I'm the owners, you're like, Jesus, this dude just <laughs> got it. His, his, his requests don't stop, you know? And that's why Pat Riley said, "Not here, buddy. Not here." What was the question? Did he ask the question? I can't. No, nah, he not. He said it's for you. He, he, he just, you just got to ask it, brother. Do you think the Kobe resembled Michael Jordan and took some of his moves and style? Uh, a, man, <laughs> Just the, the the insight. There's this uh, friend of ours who I think started watching basketball in 2007. It's his first time watching basketball, and for some reason thinks that Michael Jordan invented all of the moves. <laughs> and that um, Kobe stole them. So uh, anyway, the point was that he was saying that one of these thousands of millions of Facebook, uh, excuse me, YouTube clips that's been out there for years, which he also just saw, um, sh- mimicking the 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 the, the Kobe, Kobe and Mike's moves together. So in the in the pantomime, it has you know Kobe starting to move and the Mike finish it and vice versa, showing their likenesses. Now that being said, and Slim will agree with you, and A One can agree with you. Anybody who's played. 3,000 basketball games, I can put together a clip of you doing every single thing same way as well. There, I can put together a clip of Jason Kidd doing the exact same turnaround. You know what I mean? Like, right. they played that many games. Right. So if, if you wanted to show, if I want to show, like, man, look at the Kembe Mutombo and Michael Jordan. They're the same moves. <laughs> like, I could find a clip of Mutombo, you know, doing a <laughs> reverse layup. Doing, I mean, you get the point that I'm saying. Like, it's you can do that. So do I think Michael do I think Kobe Bryant patented his game after Michael Jordan? First of all, every kid in America in the past and today patents wants to be like Michael Jordan. He has the same skill set, same physical characteristics, and so he went out there and did that and took moves from all the greats. Uh, to say that a six foot six that like Michael Jordan patented the fadeaway uh, is silly. I went up and pulled up the YouTube clip. Larry Bird had done that move 10,000 times before Michael Jordan was even in the NBA. Same way. I mean, the, the shooting over a smaller opponent when you're less athletic, that's generally what that move is about. DJ? Um, I do I do think Kobe patented his game after Mike. He got a lot of um, a lot of his move, his demeanor from Mike. It, it, it kind of looks, you know, like a mimic of, of Michael Jordan. But at the same time, like you said, a lot of guys do that. I've stole moves from Mike, Kobe, Reggie. I mean, every player you can name. If it's something I like, I practiced it. Yeah. And all guys, all guys do that. It just so happened that Kobe and Mike, they're, they're very similar. They're similar positions, similar size. Similar the year that Dirk, okay, and you're a basketball player, the year that Dirk ran through everything, what was mm-hmm. the thing you texted me and said I was doing? Just came from the gym, 
working on my dirt. The one leg shot, and everybody did. The Kobe and came then, back the next year doing it. Kevin Durant came Durant back the next year doing right. it. Kevin Durant says, if he's seven foot tall like me, and you know this is a move that that can do da 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 da. And next thing you know, in warm up, everybody's practicing spinning and doing three sixties right. off of one leg. Right. If you see something that that's getting you advantage, if I'm Kevin Durant and I'm seven foot and I'm watching Dirk and Whiskey kill the league mm-hmm. at seven foot, and I know I'm more athletic than him, right. I'm like, man, let me get that in the arsenal. Right. You know, you know what I mean. And you likewise thinking the same thing. You're like, yo, I want to work on that. Absolutely. I mean, that's that's what the league is, especially now when you got so many guys that that work guys out, and you know these guys working out together when they they go in the gym and they working on all type of different moves and. Some of these guys do it in the game. Some guys don't. But when you see something, I mean, you're going to take it. I mean, I've been doing that forever. Every every big man in the offseason pays Hakeem Olajuwon a pretty penny, a very pretty penny, to yeah. try and get Hakeem Olajuwon's move. None yeah. of them have gotten it. Nobody's got it. <laughs> no, but, I mean, the point is is that they would like to. Well, Hakeem Olajuwon's moves was just kind of footwork. reactionary. I mean, mm-hmm. he, he, he just reacted to the defense, really. So it's hard to teach somebody – your your reaction, because they don't they don't have that. Yeah, no, they they definitely don't. I mean, Kobe, Kobe was a great student under Elijah mm-hmm. One, and, and you know he picked up the 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 foot the footwork from him. But I mean, we keep hearing about uh, Amari worked with him, and his game changed a lot. But I mean, we've <laughs> we've heard guys like Elijah, uh, excuse me, the White Howards worked with the dude for years, and yeah. he needs to get his money back. So Michael Smith says, um, the man chewed his gum and tried to walk like MJ. I feel what you're saying, but he tried to brand himself like MJ. LeBron's trying to brand himself like MJ. Again, I mean, who, I, who don't want? If, I want to uh, brand myself like, like MJ, MJ too. Yes, yes. People, I'd like to brand myself like <laughs> MJ, Apple, <laughs> Google. Like, yes, that, that player's voice, I would like to get the, the, the motto of Apple and, and use it. Yes, that, that, that yeah. is, that, like, no, I'm not trying to be like, what they did would work fine for me. You, you know what I mean? Michael Jordan hasn't played a basketball game in. 20 years or whatever the hell the case may be and he's the biggest brand in the, in the sport yeah. so if you were trying to brand yourself after him which is what lebron is doing lebron yeah. is picked up michael's mantle whereas the, i would say kobe actually dropped it on the branding tip mm-hmm. you know mike was branding and basketball kobe tried to do both once all the colorado stuff happened the branding stuff was out the window and kobe just went strictly basketball you know like mm-hmm. basketball basketball lebron picked up right where mike mike is lebron has been uh, LeBron Inc. since he walked into the league. Yeah. You know what I mean? All whether from Samsung to, you know, from the I'm taking my, the dude doing his press conference about where he's announcing his that's a brand. Yeah. You know what I mean? So LeBron's branding right where Mike did for, for building your brand. And KD is now picking it up, trying to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. And again, these guys, this a, the dude's built a billion dollar brand. Yeah. Not a bad idea. Not at all. You, you know, not a, not, not a, not a bad idea. Uh, you know, you think to yourself and you say, um, you know, they say somebody like, yeah, Iverson never did that. Iverson, and I would rather be where I, uh, those guys are financially right now than where Iverson is. Shout out to Iverson, but it's like, yo, right. that brand thing worked for them. Right. They are, they are a brand. Right. And Iverson is just Iverson. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like, his brand is keeping it real, and you know, it just doesn't pay quite as well you, you, as, as that. You, you can't act like Kobe, one of them guys, like a baby Joe, like a Hurl Mine or somebody who's going out there just to try to – be like Jordan, but wasn't a good player, but just try to do everything and look just like Mike. Kobe has five rings, man. Mm-hmm. Kobe's with the second like second all in second time or third, third. all in score. Third, yep. Yeah. Kobe's his own man. He just very much did some stuff like Mike. He's a he's a I take I take his career in, in his Mike image in a minute. Yep. 
And then the funny thing, Commodore, I forgot to mention when he was saying, he was saying that where I'm from, they don't respect that. And it's funny because you're from New York. You should pull up the clip of uh, Kobe when he goes to New York. New York damn like, lost its mind. You know, they almost shut down Rucker Park. That's how much people love uh, Kobe down there. So this idea that they don't respect uh, Kobe in, in New York is, is ridiculous. Go, go ahead <laughs> he and YouTube said, uh, type that in there. Iverson never tried to mimic nobody's skills in move-wise. Iverson never walked like another dude. <laughs> Talk like another dude. None of that. And how's that? And Commodore, I, mean, I, Commodore. I, I don't want to say nothing about Iverson because he's a friend of the program and, and a great guy. So I don't want to say anything about Iverson. But that's just leave it at that. I don't want to leave it at that. And I look forward Iverson, to, and I hope to have him on the show, a show again soon. So I definitely have anything bad to say about Iverson. Iverson that's is his own man. He's Iverson, his own man. He's his own man. All the way and around. He did it the way he wanted to do it. Yes, he did. But I, <laughs> Kobe walking like and talking like Mike and chewing his gum like Mike. Y'all just going a little overboard with that, man. Kobe you just don't like Kobe. Man. Kobe That's is all. one of the best players any of you guys have ever seen, and and I don't. He's he's worked harder than anybody I've ever seen work in basketball. All right. The fact and that you guys want to talk about Kobe, about. Kobe lets me yeah. know that you guys love him. We do too, though. It's okay. Just say I love him. We love him. But we are, the barbershop loves Kobe. Um, let's talk about another guy setting all kinds of records now, just out of control. And for like the 100th time this year alone, we're floored by Steph Curry. Again, yeah. comes back, uh, you know, they said he's not going to play. I mean, he's listed as doubtful in the morning, comes back, you know, he comes off the bench, rusty, missing everything in sight. And then light switch goes off, and there's the reigning MVP. And, is, and, and you know, showing you exactly why he is the best player in basketball. I mean, 17 points. I, di- I didn't think that that was – like, I, well, I'm thinking that's impressive. I would have thought that it's somebody. I mean, they've been playing basketball eight years. Like, that nobody had ever scored 17 points in, in overtime. That's – That's five minutes. Overtime yeah, five minutes. minutes. 17 points yeah. in five minutes. I mean, but you think about, I mean, the games that Kobe's had, and, you know, Melo's had, LeBron's had. We've seen LeBron go ham mm-hmm. in, in the fourth uh, – you know, that game against uh, with Detroit Pistons when he was uh, – on Cleveland, and he scored like, yeah, some ridiculous all in the second, all in the third quarter, all in the fourth quarter in overtime. But um, just again, it's like this dude is just unreal. It was amazing, man. I'm, I'm watching the game, and first I'm like, why is he coming off the bench? Especially when they came out down like 16 to 2. I'm like, why is if he, if he's playing, he's playing, play him. And he, he comes in the game rusty, but his presence still, you know, he made a few passes. His presence was still there, and they, they started to cut the lead. But I'm still thinking he's going to have a – 16-point game mm-hmm. something, you know, not going to play that much. Then Sean Livingston gets thrown out of the game. And I'm like, that's probably the best thing to happen for him. Sean Livingston getting, got ejected. So now that they knocked his head off and didn't. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. But the ref wasn't going to take the call back. <laughs> right. <laughs> so that forces um Steph Curry to have to play more minutes. And then it, it allow him to, you know, get the rust off sooner than – you know, maybe anybody was expecting because, you know, had he had that kind of game, who knows how he would have came out, you know, the next game. So now him come off this game, he know he feels good. Uh, hold on real quick. I was going to cut you off. Uh, I just love getting these stories because I'm watching that. And he knocks his head off and doesn't say anything. And Sean Livingston, who I have never heard anything about him before, mm-hmm. having any problems with anybody. Mm-hmm. You, you get your head knocked off and the ref doesn't call it. What's the worst thing you've ever – what are you doing? What's the worst thing you ever said to a ref? I've never got a tech in the NBA, yeah. so me, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say something about it, but, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna run them down and say nothing about it because me personally, I mean everybody, you know, they, they got their reactions, 
but I'm more of a thinker. Like I think what's going to happen if I do this. It literally just came across your head. Like, right, but it did, the I thing mean, is, it didn't. I mean, it wasn't after it happened, like a questionable call. I mean, he literally came across his head. He came across his head, yeah, and he still made the basket. And as he run down the floor, you can't. They tell you these things. Right. They tell you, you know, before the season starts, even during the season, what you can do to the refs, how you can approach the refs. So everybody knows that. I mean, that's general man law. You can't yeah. run up on somebody. Yeah. <laughs> right. But no, I got, I mean, so I'm, what, what, what has ever been a situation with something like that where, you know, you got hit really hard, somebody missed the call and what? Yeah. I've, I've, you know, that's happened. I've said something and some of the refs have been like, my bad. I missed that one. Or I ain't see it. And I'd be like, Hey, go watch that tape. Cause you're wrong on this one. And you're like, all right, I'll watch it at halftime. Or I'll watch it after the game or something. And what did they say something to you? I've never had it happen where as though, you know, they came back to me after the fact, but. I mean, I, I've never been the type to just – I almost kind of got a little mad at at, um, at Dick one time, and he, he – I was the close I came to getting the tech. He kind of cussed me out. I was like, man, you about to get one, basically. I forgot what happened. I just remember him kind of going off on me, like the nerve of this young kid even saying – Were you in Atlanta? Or this, was, this was Atlanta. This was young. Did you – did it get – after being in the league for, like, years, is it like – did you know all the refs? Um, or has that never been your thing, really? Care less. It never really been my thing, but I, I knew I knew the majority of them. So would it be like you said in a situation where you said he got me on that one? Go watch the tape. Would you? Well, you're different than me, but you know me. I'd come up to you two years later and be like, "Remember that game and so and so." Yeah. Did you ever watch? No. Nah, did you ever? Did you I'm ever? Not, nah, I'm not. I'm not. I probably forgot about it after the game. Okay. Did you ever have any type of relationship with any of the reps or no? When I say relationship, no. like we would, you know, that you would call them, talk to them by name when you saw them or no. Yeah, yeah. If you not call him, but no, yeah, no, if you no, see no. him, I mean, you talk I, to my name. When I say yeah. I don't mean call him on the phone. I mean when you saw <laughs> when I say call him by name, like at the game, yeah, you know, like yeah. damn John, like you know, I mean, you owe me one from the last games. Yeah, if, if, if a few of those guys, kind of, but I never really got much into it with the refs. I wasn't a captain. I was always quiet. I never really, you know, like I said, I never even got a tech before. But you know, there's a few guys who who I talked to a lot of a lot of them guys when I came back from my injury was like, man, hey, great to see you out here and all this, this and that. Okay, but anyway, back to the um the Steph Curry who today or yesterday today was first time ever unanimous, which I I think he deserved. Mm-hmm. I was actually surprised that they did it because I, I, as far as I've been around in all these panels, nobody gets unanimous anything. You know what I mean? It's right. like there's always this one idiot out there who wants to prove right. a point, like you know, like the Baseball Hall of Fame foolishness where somebody will not vote for Ken Griffey Jr. Or, right. You know, Cy Young. Somebody always votes yeah. for some random guy. Yeah. And you're like, where did that come from? But I'm glad that he got it. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't think he would. Um, somebody asked me this early, and I was like, "Nah." I mean, because I'm thinking what you know, a lot of the stuff Russell Westbrook was doing with the triple doubles, right. Kawhi thought, Leonard, you know, with the season that the Spurs had. That's why I was shocked was was that Kawhi Leonard was two. I thought it was Curry, and, and I thought Westbrook was going to steal yeah. a handful of votes, and I thought LeBron. I think LeBron's name is already printed on the thing. Right. <laughs> right. Like I think he's right. mandatory five votes already off rip. So right. that's what I thought it was gonna be. I thought it was gonna be Curry, Westbrook, LeBron. Right. And then maybe I, as much as everybody kept talking about Draymond Green, I thought I was gonna hear his name before right. Kawhi Leonard, which not not to say that I have a problem with that. But uh, you know, I, I was surprised that Kawhi Leonard was number two. But how much does it even matter? Because it's like either you're an MVP or you're not. Like that there's ah. never been unanimous you, you're, oh, you're mean, the, as, a, as a matter of that, yeah, yeah it's I like, thought you meant it about where you finished. No, nah, you're the MVP or you're not the MVP. Rather you're unanimous or not, really is irrelevant. Yeah, they just, you know, it, media it, just can make up anything, you know, to just discuss. It, it'd be kind of cool to say I'm the only person that you. I mean that, you know, to say that I had a unanimous, like it wasn't no second thought about it. I mean that's something Mike can't say. There's nothing, something Man. nobody can say. <laughs> yeah, you're right about that, but 
I mean, who even care enough to even tally that up? Is like, is he our MVP? Yeah, I'm yes, sure. he's MVP. The Give him the trophy. Right. Like, right. I'm right. sure back then nobody cared about that. Yeah, nah, I, Did I, I win? Thank you. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. Where would you rank what you saw last night? So I, some people I heard, um, I can't remember who it was this morning. I think it was Stephen A. Or, yeah, Stephen A. was saying it uh, better than the flu game. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't, I mean, this game is fresh. So, you know, people are prisoners of the moment. I got to go back and watch that flu game again. Um, the thing about the flu game is it's final. You know, like you can't. Yeah. So there's a lot of things that you say, wow. It's, I, I think anything on final stage mm-hmm. makes it bigger. Mm-hmm. Like if he had done this in the finals mm-hmm. and came back and won a game, yeah. But, I mean, I think about the Magic game where he starts the game at center because Kareem is out and then yeah. goes for like 40 and 20 and 20 or mm-hmm. some video mm-hmm. game numbers. But mm-hmm. that was also in the finals in the game right. that they needed to win. Right. So I, I don't think while this was impressive, the fact that it's not against the that's not in the finals yeah. and it's against Portland. Yeah, and it's against Portland. You know, a team I don't think they have the greatest defense. I mean, they let them they let them get an offensive rebound, put back with all their guys in the paint. For God's sake, it's. I mean, I'm not trying to take away from. I thought it was amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I I love seeing you know Steph do what he do. And um, but I don't I don't know if I'm if I'm putting it that high. You know, as far as you know, greatest performances. I tell you what, I am very high on. That I, that's moved up a lot this year for me in the past month. Damian Lillard, man. I'm getting a lot of Damian Lillard in my life. I must, I, I'll be honest with you. I remember last year when we did, me and you did our top five, ten or whatever it was, point guards, and me and you, we were pretty much identical in breaking it up into the top tier, the second tier, and then the third guys, which you know, we're, we're all a little bit different all over that. But remember we had it broken up and we were like, we thought these three, then yeah. these two, then whatever the case may be. And you don't get much Portland in your life, which – I'm actually thankful for, but Damian Lillard, that's a baller right there, man. Oh, he's amazing. He, he's yeah. a, he's, uh, you know, my thing with him always has been that his assist numbers were very low mm-hmm. and, you know, being a point guard with five and six assists is really not that impressive, but in terms of scoring and, and shooting and that's a bad boy right there. Yeah. I don't know who he's assisting to on that team. I mean, he, himself. He, right. I mean, he, he, <laughs> but I mean, before he had LaMarcus. Right. Yeah, but Tune, yeah, but that you team know, they you had got, last year. The Marcus isn't he he's more so give it to him on the post and let him do his thing. And Damien's a guy, okay, Lamarcus, you did your thing, now I'm gonna do my thing. So he never was put in a system where he can just go out there and just rack up a lot of assists. And I mean and he's a scorer. When you got guys in front of you you know you can score on, well I pass it to somebody else who can't score as good as you. Uh Commodore wants to know, do you think that the refs have too much control over the game today versus the way they did back in the day? They've they've always had a lot of control over the game. A lot it's more not than just, people think too. It's, it's not just today. I mean, and yesterday was a horribly refereed game. It was a, it was a lot of you know bad stuff not being called and being called out there. But I mean, no, no, nobody's perfect. I mean, the refs, you no, know, they 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 do that sometimes. Yeah, I I remember when all the done. What what was the guy with? It? Yeah, Donnie. He came out and he said stuff, and it hit it hit me harder than the uh, than the Santa Claus Christmas sort of thing when he was like. You know, that they had it out for Iverson and we just knew that. And, and when you hear that stuff, you know, the stories that he would say, like, we gave Iverson two fouls in less than one minute. And then, you know, some guy, like, knocked his head off and we didn't call anything. And then mm-hmm. he said something to me, so we ejected him. Like, you hear that type of stuff. And when you watch the game, and you, especially if you're a fan of Iverson, which everybody was, and you hear that and you just hearing that the, 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 the deck is already, that you're not only playing the opposing team, you're playing the refs too. Yeah. That hurts. The big one for me was that uh, Spurs, I mean, 
Kings, you know? yeah. Um, and I was, you know, I was a big Kings fan yeah. back then, so. Yeah. And what's crazy is Donahue was actually one of the cooler refs. Was he? Yeah. I liked him. I was going to ask you about him. But I'm nah, he was cool, yeah. Probably, apparently he's a little too cool. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Apparently somebody yeah. was like, yo, that dude's pretty cool. Yeah, I wonder if you gave him a hundred grand, what he would do. Right. <laughs> Turn the other way on a couple of these calls. <laughs> that, that, that's what he would do. I mean, just I don't even. It's it's one of those things that I, I don't even like to talk about because I don't even. I, you just hope that that's not true. Yeah. You, you would like that when you sit here as a fan and you watch the Spurs play the 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 the, the, the Warriors. You would like to believe that the game is going to be decided by those two teams, not mm-hmm. the rest. You know, mm-hmm. and the difference between giving a guy two fouls in the first minute of the game you can change the entire game. Mm-hmm. I mean, once that guy has to now sit down for an extra 10 minutes because he's in foul trouble, that stuff makes big difference, man. Yeah. Big, big, big difference. Absolutely. Um, but, yes, the uh, what was I going to say? So where are you at now with – oh, that's what, we, that's what we're forgetting about. I don't know if Johnny's listening. But for one night, for one night, all the basketball world got what they've been asking for out in OKC. You know, we, we saw everything come together as mm-hmm. one. We saw right. – Kevin Durant looked like the MVP that he that he is. Right. We saw Westbrook distribute drop fifteen uh, dimes. Mm-hmm. We saw Cantor get his touches. Still didn't see Ibaka in the paint. You know, Ibaka's nah. still out on that three point line. Yeah, he is. But um, you know, we even saw Cantor hit a three. Yeah. And but um, we saw Deion Waiters get his touches, and we saw what, what OKC can be. And, and to me, I hope KD. I mean. Is taking that in like I don't think there's a better opportunity out there for him, team wise. You you know what I mean? Like that team is very very good. I don't think that they can put that together for seven games and consistently. Right. But just seeing a peek into that window of what that team could be is scary. Well, on a good night, they can beat anybody. Anybody. And I, I mean, I, I I'm the only one who picked them to mm-hmm. win this series between us on the show. Oh, absolutely. And um, but but here's the thing, is Slim. None of us are saying. That that's not that, that what we saw. Like we all know that's there, right? You, you you know what I mean? It's just like when I say I'm picking the Spurs, it's because I think that they're going to put together four better games. Just trust them more. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I I, I try I kind I trust them more too. But you know, I, I picked I picked that pick emotionally, mm-hmm. and I also feel like they talent wise that they they can win the series and. I don't know if you're going to have, you know, Kawhi Leonard missing the easy shots that he missed, you know, last game. They didn't even let Danny Green get a get a three-point. They was all they was all over him, and that was, you know, great adjustment on, on their part, not letting him get none. Tim Duncan's giving them nothing. And I don't know if that's going to – I don't know if the Spurs are going to play that, that, that bad offensively, you know, for two more games. But as long as – if Russell's out there not taking 30 shots – and um, you got other guys, you know, contributing, then it's going to be a good series, and anybody can win at that point. Am I wrong? Now, defense plays a big part, especially for the San Antonio. Am I wrong for watching these games where Danny Green, Green excuse me, is going out there? He's been all over the place the last two, three years. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, he's been like he's been Steph Curry, and he's been over 10. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he's, am I wrong for saying, can't Kevin Martin get some of them shots? I understand that Danny Green is – a much bigger, and his wingspan is ridiculous, and he's mm-hmm. a great shot blocker on defense mm-hmm. as far as perimeter goes. That, you just said it. he's a better defender. He he knocks down he knocks down more shots than um, Kevin Martin. He don't get to the lane to get fouled as much as Kevin Martin. 
He's a better shooter and a way, way better, better defender. Well, definitely better defender. You yeah. think he's a better shooter? I, I just yeah. watched these games where Danny Green, like the difference between, because when you watch the Spurs and Golden State play similar basketball, there's just that the Spurs, excuse me, Golden State has much better shooters. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? And flashback, like we always said and we said on the show, Steve Nash was Steph Curry before Steph Curry. It's just that it wasn't Clay Thompson next to him. It was Quentin Richardson and Rajah Bell. Yeah. And, you know, like they all got wide open shots, and then they were, at best, if we're being friendly, good shooters. At yeah. best, y- you know what I mean. But if you had inserted, you know, Clay Thompson and Michael Red, or like you know, not the, the second best and third best shooters of all time, I mean, uh, in the game at that time on the win with Steve Nash, that's what it would look like. You well, know? you know, you know. Uh, well, first of all, they don't play defense like like. Um, oh no, absolutely not. Phoenix didn't play yeah, defense, yeah, didn't play but defense. one year, one year, Quentin Richardson led the league in three point mix. Yeah, and attempts. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he was, and he shattered the record in attempts that year too. <laughs> like, I mean, it was, it was a lot. You know, they right. were throwing him up. I mean, like I said, right. they was they were doing what Golden State was doing then. But I mean, Quentin Richardson's not even close to the shooter that Clay Thompson is, no. or, or, or no. any of those cases. No. And so when I see these games with Danny Green, who one every time I see Danny Green, I think that should be you. <laughs> I'm like, man, that should be DJ out there. <laughs> but um, I, I feel like that's a guy who we can say, you know, great opportunity. And Danny Green on the Hornets, we don't even know who the hell he is. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like these games where really the only thing they ask you to do is make two or three three-pointers a game and play your defense. You just wonder, like, what if you just want up one caliber of shooter? You know, what if what if Danny Green was, again, substituting his defense? What if he was Kyle Corp? You know, the, I think that would be a much better team. Well, I, see, I don't know because I feel like Danny Green has gotten a lot better. Like now, if you – Close out on Danny Green. Danny Green's going to go to the rim. He's going to finish going left. He's going to finish going right. And that's stuff that he wasn't doing before. And that's stuff that Kyle Kyle can't really right. do. Kyle can get his shot off maybe a little quicker. But Kyle can't go to the rim like, like, like Danny Green is. I, I feel like Danny Green, if you give him you give him an open shot, he's going to make it just like Kyle. I mean, I don't think Kyle's that much of a, a better shooter. than Kyle's a – Kyle's – Top five, right? Exactly. But then, then yes, Danny, Danny Green's right. He, he's right up there with them in shooting. I mean, he he's got some few records himself, playoff records. I think. No, he absolutely does. But I, I I'm because of fantasy basketball. I follow Danny Green's game to game log more closely than you, probably anybody who doesn't play fantasy basketball. Right. Like the the amount of games or weeks that he just goes one for seven, one for five, one for eight, two for six. Like I mean, lots of. When it's like you do, you, that's your job is to go out there on that team in that system. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you get all he gets a lot of great looks, and you, I don't need to tell you that. I mean, they move the ball around mm-hmm. over there, so it's not like he's not taking Steph Curry's threes. You know, he's not taking step like, back off the dribble threes. I, I feel like Danny Green. I mean, one of the games OKC should have won in this series. Danny Green come down and hit two threes in a row mm-hmm. for them for them to um, nah, win, win the game. He's hit big shots. And I, uh, I, I just watched Kevin Martin who's getting coaches' decisions out there. Yeah, how tall is Kevin Martin? Six five. Yeah, he's yeah. not not a small guy either. I mean, Danny yeah. Green has an an abnormal um wingspan. Yeah, and, and you know, and he's definitely more athletic. Kevin, than Kevin might he might be actually taller than six five. Yeah, Kevin, yeah, Kevin, Kevin six, seven, Kevin's not yeah. a short guy. Yeah. I, I didn't think nah, so, and he's nah. and he's a and he's a good scorer. I mean, this yeah. this guy who's legitimately I think averaged twenty five points a game. For yeah, but they didn't season. they didn't bring him in there to take Danny Green's spot. I mean, he's supposed to play his minutes whenever they put him in the game. Danny's been he, they won the ring with him. No, they, they absolutely did. They absolutely did. But getting back to the to the point, where are we now? Let's address this OKC San Antonio series. We're tied at two two. What have you seen? What do you expect to see? 
tonight's going to tell it all. I mean, I guess whoever wins game five after a 2-2 series usually wins the series. Um, so I, I don't, I don't think, I don't think Kawhi's going to shoot as bad as he did. Maybe, Back, Commodore. Go ahead. Maybe it's time for, um, for Lamarcus to, you know, have another one of those big games that he had the first two games. But I mean, with their adjustment to him was good. So I don't know if he'll have another one of those games. He, he he's done that twice, two forty point games. They've adjusted, so now it was just it's just gonna be on who hitting shots, and who's you know making their their right rotations on defense. I mean, it's a pretty close series. It can go either way. Do you expect? Do you think that OKC that day wakes up and they played that type of game with distribution and Westbrook doing fifteen assists instead of thirty shots? Mm-hmm. Do you think? Any light bulb goes off at all, or that we're way past that stage. Like he's not changing. Nah, I, the light. I think a light bulb did go off because he was critical of himself in the press conference and said, "You know what? This is you know I, know I know what I need to do, and you know that wasn't it." And he came out the next game with a whole different attitude, and he still didn't shoot the ball great. So imagine when he finally gets himself going, and you know he's conscious of distributing the ball. I think that's going to you know help them out a lot. KD, man, it was great to see him out there. Look, when when he's dialed in, man, he's lost in all of this. You know, it's like because just two years ago, it was LeBron getting ready to pass KD the torch. And then out of nowhere comes Steph Curry. And he's like, give me that. That's mine. Yeah. And KD just, you know, back-to-back years with injury. And nobody even fall under the radar. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So now he's still going to be probably top five, sixth best player in the league. But. Uh, way distant second in the, in the, I mean, uh, you know, from, from the one and two. Like, nobody was talking about it. And when you see that again, you say to yourself, like, the moves that this dude is making, putting the ball on the ground, crossing somebody over, finishing at the basket, and you say, oh, by the way, that guy's seven feet. Yeah. I told you guys, I, like, when the season started, when you were asking about that, I said I wanted to see what a healthy Durant would be able to do this season before I crowned Steph. And Steph is still clearly the best player in the league, but this was the KD I was waiting to see before I, you know. I think the thing with KD and Steph has gotten to now and LeBron has always done really is the consistency. Yeah. It, it, it's the the 40-point. Like, he has this little thing with the 20-point. I mean, that's not – you want to talk about stats that are just made up, the, how many games in a row with 20 points and stuff like that. Right. Like that one game, which was the, probably the worst game of his entire career. Still got 20 points. Played you know, right. like 100 shots, made like five of them, right. but he still got 20 points. And he'll tell you that was the worst game I've ever had in my life. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it, it for the for the KD thing, it's like to go to that next level to get that crown sort of thing. It's the consistency, which, mind you, a lot has to do with health. Mm-hmm. A lot has to do with health and your little running mate over there. You, you know what I mean? Who, well, a lot has to do with him too. With him taking, you know, the big shots. Because I mean, a lot of these, how you build your reputation in, in your crown. Is by hitting these game winners yeah. and closing out games, and it's hard to do that when you're at best splitting the game winners. Might not even be, might even get in the short end of the stick on on on, on the on the game winner shot attempts. Right, not even taking the most shots on your team. Right. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So these other guys that we list, you know, the Mikes, the Stephs, the Kobe's, they're leading their teams in shots by a lot. Right. You, you know what I mean? So that that's where you want to see KD get the consistency, but watching. Watching him do that on that stage of a night and it just being like that, you just think to yourself, wow, this 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 kid could be something special. And it was weird. I thought I was the only person thinking about it, but they said it right after. It was thinking in my head, like, this very well could be KD's last win in Oklahoma City. 
Yeah. And then right after the game, it kind of just had this feeling like he was like, I'm going out like like Kobe's last game sort of thing. Like, you know, I'm going to give it one last hurrah because technically if they had lost that game and then lost the next game, done, and then he's free agent. Right. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like, I think there might have been in his head that there's a chance that this is my last game in OKC. Yeah. Or, or could have been in his head that we can possibly win the titles. Steph, because at this point, Steph didn't come back yet. Mm-hmm. Steph's still unsure. They get past this series, and and they face a, um, a, a Warriors team who they they got a chance of beating with Steph, but now they get to play with a maybe maybe a rusty Steph or even maybe without a Steph. I think they feel like I mean they this is the, they got a chance right now to win a title. Now here's this just 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 to go back in the show to go back to what we're saying. Imagine now, right? If you're KD. And you guys had to play the Spurs and Golden State before you even went to the NBA Finals. Yeah. And then you run into LeBron, and then he would say, who'd you beat to get here? I beat a 73-win team, a 67-win team, and he says, I beat the Hawks, <laughs> beat the Raptors, <laughs> and the Pistons. They were like, not quite the same, you know, road to get here sort of thing. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. that's kind of like, yo, I was on 495 in Russia, and you were like, oh, no, I live right across the street. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I just I just got to the finals. Like, no, nah, traffic, that's crazy. You know what I mean? Like, the, <laughs> we're at the Beltway, Rush Hour. That's odd. Just live right here. You know, you just buy a, you know, it's like with LeBron's like, you know, I got a house right across the street from the finals. Like, <laughs> I don't do traffic, I don't do anything. I just right. walk out, and I'm here. You know what I mean? Like, boom. And that, if, if and that's why I always say, and it's been the thing about Chris Paul's and, and, and Kevin Durant's, to, to, to the credit, they'll say, man, you know, he didn't get to the finals yet. You know, this dude, literally, in order for him to make it to the finals, he will have to play a 73-win team and a 67-win team in back-to-back series. Yeah. At which point, waiting for him will be a well-rested LeBron and his henchmen. That's life in the West, man. That's not apples to apples when you start talking about the, you know, the the, the, the Chris Pauls and the, and, the, and the Kevin Durant's not making it out because – I feel like if he doesn't make it out, which I don't think he will, like, that's not losing to either the Spurs or the Golden State. I think if you were to beat both of them, you should get a ring for that. <laughs> <laughs> and has anybody else ever beaten a 73-win team in the 70? No, because it's never been one. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like, you should get a record for that. As far as I'm concerned, that, that's a win. Yeah. yeah that's, that's, that's definitely life in the um, East. But as of you sticking with your guns, San Antonio, yeah. I mean, excuse me, OKC? Yeah. Um... The Heat, Heat Raptors. Where you going with that? Heat. Staying with Heat. Heat. Mm-hmm. Still with that. And uh, what was the other one? What am I missing? Golden State. There's nothing to make you believe that that's pretty much done. Yeah. Yeah, and as uh, yeah, which the Cavs are already done, and people out of there. Mm-hmm. And, that's, and that's and that's where we're at. Um, anything else you want to say about NBA before we get out of there? Nope. So, what chance do you um, as far as the finals? What do you? I mean. PTI yesterday, they kind of unanimous, unanimously said that um, the Cavs are the favorite now, which is, I, I'm sure we all agree that's ridiculous, but what do you guys see for the finals? You think um, Cavs can keep this up? I don't think it's ridiculous. They're playing great right now. against. Uh, but um, like we said, it's against the Hawks and the, the Pistons. It is, but the thing is. They are playing great, though. They're I hitting shots. They're, and they're hitting, I mean, you got JR hitting contested shots. You got everybody's, when, you, when you're knocking down threes like that, that's just you shoot shots. I mean, it's not like they're just wide open. And if they are wide open, those are shots that they're creating. I think that the thing is, 
Here's well, the reason they, they're the favorites. They said that the was without Steph. Guaranteed to be there. So you're automatically they're the favorites to win next year also. Yeah. Because that's how that works. They're the only team out of those three. There's four teams playing for the NBA championship, right? There's four teams playing for the championship. There's the Cavs, there's OKC, there's the Thunder, and there's Golden State. Those are only four teams. Three of them are in the same division, or in the same conference. So Cleveland has to have the best chance because they're the only one that you're guaranteed is going to be in the finals. So that alone gives them the best opportunity to win. So that that's how odds work. Like there, there's there's no those other three teams. There's scenarios that don't involve them making the, the finals. Right, and, they, and like I said, they also said that before before the Golden State game, not knowing if Steph was going to be healthy or not. So uh, I mean, there's three teams. There's four teams that can win it, and you know, I think all four of them have a very good shot. If I have to rank my teams in order of those four. If you were to put them in a round, you know, actually even things out, I would say Golden State, San Antonio, Cleveland, and OKC. And that's only because the key words you said, and I like that, the only thing missing for me in OKC is trust in them consistently yeah. doing it. If, if, if this was a NCAA tournament style where one game and you're done, mm-hmm. I'd like OKC chances. Right. But in the NBA thing where all these other three teams – are led by people who have won titles. Oh, you know, Golden State's the defending champ. San Antonio's got everybody on the team has rings. And Cleveland team is led by LeBron, who's a champion. The OKC team is the only one that hasn't proven that they can do that right. for an entire series. Right. No champion and a, and a rookie coach. Yeah, no championship, rookie coach. And, and it looks like a young team that's still finding its way, still looking for its own identity. Mm-hmm. And on any given night, on any given night, they're as good as any team out there. Matter of fact, they're better than any team out there on, on their best night. Their, OKC at, at their best yeah. is better than any other team at their best. It's just that the chances of you getting OKC's best is less than all those other teams. Right. Agree? No, I agree. It's just a lot of a lot of a lot of kind of one on one selfish play out there. Arguable, What's arguable? That's arguable because that go to state's best then you know they probably can't be beat either. I think I think if Cleveland, I think if they're both playing their best, I think LeBron and Durant cancel each other out. (laughs) Westbrook and uh, (laughs) I mean, mean, again, it's close. It's close, though. All all four of those teams, because you know what? That's just how I feel today. All four of those teams at their best are, you know what I'm saying, are unbelievable. Because when Kyrie's doing it and Kevin Love's doing it and LeBron's doing it and and JR's hitting seven three pointers, good luck to you. (laughs) But the thing is, if, if these teams are great teams, you shouldn't be able to do that against one another because your job is to make that team not be at its best. you got to stop them from doing the things that they do well. And the two teams that I have the most confidence doing that are Golden State and San Antonio. Right. Especially with Popovich sitting right there. When when everything is tied together and is that close, give me Pop. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if I have to, because like you said, it's all about adjustments and figuring out how to stop somebody from doing what they're doing. If I have to bank on one team stopping the other team from doing what they're doing, give me the team led by Popovich. Because I'll tell you one thing. If we lined up all the players talent-wise and we said we took those four teams and stripped the rosters and set up a playground setting, wouldn't we be taking any of Spurs except for LaMarcus Aldridge? He'd be the only Spurs player taken within the first 15, 20 picks. You know not what I mean? Not Kawhi's turn into a hell, oh, yes. a hell oh, of a player. Me. Excuse yeah. me. Yes, Kawhi. I forgot. He just yeah. doesn't talk. Yeah. But, yes, you're absolutely right. <laughs> yeah. And he's the only player in the NBA left with braids. Yeah. So you got to take that into account. 
You got, you got to take that into account. One man's quest, one man's goal to single-handedly yeah, man, keep like, yeah. like Like Commodore, like, man. He's not trying to be like nobody else. Trying to be like nobody else. He's the last person left like that. Nobody, I mean, <laughs> That's because he's a huge uh, Carmelo fan. He said Carmelo's his favorite player. He rocks the braids, too. Hmm. Shout out to Carmelo. Okay. Really? I, I didn't know that. A one with these dudes, A one and black, they be having all the insight. Hey man, no right? <laughs> <laughs> From the they get all this. Insight that's good. That's good. That's good information, man. Yeah, I didn't know that. they are calling you useless, man. That's that. That that is. Uh, I didn't know that. that makes sense. I could see that. Did you see the play where he just yeah did, yeah and 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 turn wide? Like, wow. That guy's hands is crazy, man. And you know what's funny and is most underestimated. Uh, nobody really talks about that. When they I saw the uh, interview with Phil and they asked him. If Mike and Kobe played one on one, and you know he always hesitates and dies to answer to the thing, and at the end he was like, "To be honest with you, I'm gonna give it to Mike because the thing, the, what, having a glove for a hand, he's like the things that that dude is able to do by just picking the ball up off the dribble, mm-hmm. and you know he's like, I've never seen anything like that. And if you go back and you think about it, like that would be a hell of a advantage to just essentially everybody else is playing to you a basketball is a tennis ball sort right. of thing, like you know just your control of and you remember the clips of him just, you know, off the dribble. It was like, Jesus, that hand. But, you know, you, usually that's bad for, for guys who, who shoot jump shots. But, you know, some guys have managed to, you know, have those hands and still have, you know, a good touch on the basketball. Because, I mean, I, I, from what I remember the book that Mike had in the beginning, I mean, his hands his hands are like Shaq, you know what I mean? For His hands are unusually big for yeah. a guy that size. And so, you know, that's uh, – and then Kawhi Leonard apparently has the same thing. But just, just to watch, I mean, he just – the dude, he just palmed it with his back of his hand, like grabbed it and just went the opposite way. And you say to yourself, wow, that's a freak of nature. Kawhi Leonard or Paul George? It's rough, man. I mean. Facebook, chime in. You realize Indiana actually, didn't Indiana actually originally draft um Kawhi Leonard? Yeah. And they traded him for George Hill? Yeah. yeah. They need to get fired for that, right? Yeah. Um, exactly. But he out here firing people. <laughs> he, he, got, he got some nerve. So they could have had both of them. Kawhi Leonard is more he's, – he's, he's more physical. Mm-hmm. You know, he gets to the free throw line more. Um, they let him get away with a lot, too. He does a lot of pushing off. I think Offensively? Kawhi? Yeah, okay. yeah. I think I think that um, Paul George is more skilled than, than Kawhi, even though Kawhi is highly skilled. Facebook, guys, real quick, the people who are out there, can you flood that for me? I just want to hear just one word, Leonard or, or Paul George. And, uh, A1, keep a tally of it. I want to hear A1. I want to hear what uh, – Name comes out there most. If you're out there watching on the Facebook, is that one over there off? A one? Okay. On the ones on on uh, DJ's page for out there listening, out there real quick. Paul George or Kawhi? Michael Leonard? Smith said Paul George before the injury, and if he can get it back. I mean, I I think he's just as good now as he was before the injury. He's the same. This player. year, yeah. yeah. This year he came back and he was. Uh, I don't I don't know about as much um, defensively because before he was hurt, he was regarded as one of the best perimeter uh, yeah. defenders. In the game, but what was your answer? What, what did you say, Kawhi? I didn't. I didn't say. I didn't say. I don't. I don't know. I mean, is it live? Kawhi, Kawhi is really. Kawhi oh, is really put, getting the. Put the answer back out. The question back out there for uh, that one. For is it up? A one. Yeah. Okay. For the people who are just rejoining us on my feed, sorry, I cut out. The question was, and I just want one word answer from everybody, just to kind of get a feel of what the sense is for the room. Better player. Who would you rather have from today going forward? Kawhi Leonard or Paul George? DJ was in the middle of telling us um, his who he would choose. Go ahead, DJ. That's that's a tough one for me. Um, like I was saying, I feel like Kawhi Leonard is just more physical. He's a uh, he's a better defender, even though Paul George is a good defender. 
I feel like Paul is more perimeter oriented. He's a better shooter. He's more skilled. Um, they both athletic. Paul just doesn't post up as much as um as, as Kawhi does. Um, I, I would like to see Kawhi Leonard not play for the Spurs and you know and see what he does with, with his own team. Um, Paul George has really had to kind of carry a team, and you know he he's done a, a pretty decent job of that. But Kawhi is just getting better and better, and that's just a product of that Spurs organization and how they how they develop their players. I think I think Kawhi Leonard has had the advantage of being a Spur, having Popovich, having that locker room, having that system yeah. to be behind. Now that being said, defensively, I think Kawhi Leonard is bigger and stronger, so therefore he gives you more options defensively. You know, he like if I if I if I have a, to go against a LeBron or somebody bigger than that. Kawhi Leonard is is bigger, yeah. and he's able to handle that. So I'm gonna give the slight I'm gonna give a slight nod, excuse me, le, um, advantage to Kawhi on the defensive side of the ball. That being said, I think the gap between Paul George and Kawhi Leonard on the offense end between Paul George is bigger. You know, I, I feel like Paul George is a better offensive player than him by more than Kawhi Leonard is a better defensive player. If you understand what I'm saying, absolutely. Yeah, and like. Whereas though Paul George, last year and now that he's returned, I mean, he can do 27, 28. If you need a big game, I could see him doing 40. I, I think Kawhi Leonard is what you – I think Kawhi Leonard averages 22 points a game, and I think what you get with Kawhi Leonard is a bad game is 18 and a good game is 25. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he's around there. I, I don't think you're going to find many games with Kawhi Leonard going for 40. Right. I'm not sure his offensive arsenal – is at the point yet where he can give you 40, whereas though Paul George, his offensive game is, you know, before he was hurt, it was, you know, he was approaching that top tier, and he's back there. What do you, what do you average this year, 25, 27, something like that? I mean, sure. he, he can score, though. I feel like Kawhi can give you them numbers. It's just uh, the same thing. He's playing for the Spurs. So you think they, his offensive arsenal? He's, he's, he's been doing things this year that has been really – Impressive to me that I didn't think, especially that I know he didn't do coming out of school. I mean, he's mm-hmm. step back, no, going both he's ways. Getting, he's getting I mean, way up and unders, and the way he's getting to the free throw line and getting fouled. I mean, him having them big hands is a, is a big advantage, also. And he, and like I said, he gets away with this. You know, he drives and pushes you off and gets you with the step back. And he's been, he don't have the offense that Paul George has because Paul George handle is better. Paul George got a better range. He can shoot it quicker. Um. Offensively, I definitely give the edge to Paul George. What are the comments saying over there, A1? Right here, we got Michael Smith saying, Paul, Paul has more moves. And take, what does it say? He has more of a takeover attitude. Excuse me, sorry. Yeah. I don't have the, the best eyes. Yeah, it said Paul, Paul George, George. Before the injury for Commodore. He, he says, um, Leonard can go. He just played in the Spurs system. He dropped 40 games this season. He dropped 40. 40 in the, no, he's saying he dropped 40 in game this season. I believe that's what he's trying to Forever. He, he might have been, but even, even if he did, it's something that. <laughs> you got it right there, you don't see it? Might have been a game that's not on there. Exhibition. Yeah. Practice. But even if he did score a high 30s or 40s, it's something that he doesn't really do often. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Paul George can. Paul George can can especially early in the season. He was an MVP candidate early mm-hmm. in the season. He can he can do it any any given night. No, he he absolutely can. Um, okay, let's go at it. Let's get out of the um, the basketball thing. I love the bat. I love the NBA. But the worst the the worst part about this time of the year is what? Well, this year has been actually a kind of down year for the playoffs for me. But 
the best thing about this is kind of like it gets really, really good before it gets really, really bad in terms of like, you know, we start off with all these great games and then you it's a glimpse of what's to come though and like one game, you'll have three games and two games then one game, then it's every other night and then it's mm-hmm. baseball! <laughs> you know what I mean? Like three months of nothing and you're like, oh my God, when do they report for training camp, you know, for like football? And you know, so once the NBA Finals comes and it's like especially – well, it looks like we're going to have a great finals, whether it's any one of those three teams versus the Cavs. It's going to be awesome. And then when that's done, I mean, this ne- what we're getting right now with OKC and San Antonio, awesome. What we're going to get next round between the winner versus Golden State, awesome. What we're going to get the round after that, that team versus Cleveland, awesome. Then after that, it gets rough around these parts. Yeah. I mean, it gets rough. Real fast. Time to time to join the bowling league. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Barbershop closed for renovation. <laughs> we'll we'll be back in August. You know what I mean? Like it it, it gets real rough out there in the sports world, man. It, it it gets rough out there. Um, boxing. Your boy almost got his head knocked off. No, I take that back. He did get his head knocked off. He literally literally got the snot knocked out of him. for for the box for the casual boxing fan like me. When you always say, you know, what do you expect? That's what I want to see. Now that being said, <laughs> You know, I didn't want to see it happen to him, but mm-hmm. that's, you know, that right there, yeah, that, that's what's missing when you're watching Floyd fight. That has never happened. Floyd hit the guy with his hands down twice, and that didn't happen. Right. This guy literally knocked the snot out of this guy's nose. Now, that being said, what do you make of this whole, that this dude might have been 180 pounds? They didn't, I don't know, I don't know if he's 180, he wasn't 180, no way. That's what he said. He wasn't 180, but, I mean, they didn't weigh in. He said he, wasn't, he, said he refused to weigh in. Yeah, they didn't. I guess they want to let everybody know, and that was weird. He is bigger than him, but I don't think he's one eighty, maybe one seventy something. But he he he, he made. He, I mean, I t- he didn't deny. I mean, I agree with you. I mean, we don't know, but the thing is, he didn't say no way. I wasn't anywhere near. I mean, but you know who you fighting? You made he made yeah, the no, one fifty five no, on Friday, so he was good. I mean, what do you just make of that whole everything? I mean, as a casual fan, to me, that just sounds like really crazy. I, I listened to this Broner interview. Um, the Breakfast Club, which was uh, about a good waste of 40 minutes of my life. But whatever, I didn't have anything else to do. And um, they were talking about how he forfeited the uh, the weigh-in. You know what I mean? And he didn't think it was like less than two-tenths of a pound. And you remember, he was just like 40,000. He was just like, I'm not doing it. And so everybody, I remember everybody was saying, like, why would he do that? And I, I had a good choice. I had a good idea why. And he pretty much confirmed what I said. He said the weigh-in was Friday. He said he eaten since Tuesday. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yo, I weigh what I weigh, and I'm, I'm about to eat now. You know what I mean? Like, I'm literally about to die. So he was listening. He was like, yo, that Tuesday, he's like, I stopped eating Tuesday. It's like, Wednesday, I wake up, I run six miles, go work out, weigh, not where I'm supposed to be. Go back, run six miles, go to sleep, train, wake up, eat some crackers, water, train, run six miles. And it's like all in this quest to lose some ridiculous amount of weight in three days. So when you get there, and it's like, you're not there, it's like, I'm pretty, you don't need to be a doctor to know that that's not a good look. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I mean? So it was like mm, about to drop dead. So you found these guys who are just ridiculously below their weight class and then just boosting up. You know what I mean? And and, and you ask yourself, eh, you know, a guy fighting at 155 who's by the time he gets to the ring, at, you know, even if you're being conservative, 170? Mm-hmm. That's weird. That's a, yeah. a casual fit. And most of them guys, though, most of them guys rehydrate at least 10 pounds. So it's not nothing that's not normal. Yeah, no, no, no. But here's my, am I, am I correct in what I've always heard? Floyd 
walks around it, it his weight, right? Just about. Yeah. More, more or less. You yeah. know those wild stories about needing no. to do this or, no. or gain anything about that. I mean, so do you see any problem with the fact that by the time, because now it's coming out, all these, you know, everybody has a problem with the fact that uh, at best maybe 10, 10 pounds difference between the two of them. Do you see anything or you just say it's part of the business about Khan being – there being you know a ten pound difference. It's part of the business. Everybody knew that Canelo was a bigger fighter than Khan. That wasn't that wasn't a secret. And even if even if he wasn't, he still hits harder. I mean, everybody knew. Everybody knew that. That's why they're trying to push him to go up to one sixty to fight Triple G. So what do you? Uh, so now what? Triple G? That's on the table, and that's all we want. That's all. That's it. I think there's good fighters out there. Um, I don't know if he if, but everybody the big fight the money fight is the Triple G Canelo fight. Everybody want that. I mean, with with boxing, they both at the same weight. Triple G's a uh, uh, Triple G's fights at one sixty, Canelo fights at one fifty four. Even though apparently Canelo easily weighs more than that, so yeah, it shouldn't be a problem. No, coming together on a no. Except I don't know if he's for a, a, a fighter that size yet. His fights have been guys one fifty four. So if they were to it's, fight, Triple G's gonna have to come down. No, I think I think Kirkland was about that size, but nah, Triple G will be at his at his weight. They want Triple G to come down to one fifty five. Triple G said, "No, I'll fight you at one sixty. Apparently, them five pounds mean a lot to these guys. I mean, what well, if if what the, the I think what it is is that it's probably my guess is that's the difference between stop eating on Tuesday and stop eating on Sunday. You know, what I, mean? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like that's probably where that five pounds makes a difference. Right. Where it's just like, you know, how much. And I'm willing to bet that you start hearing, like, you know, in those last days, I can't do X, Y, you know, we can't lift, we can't do this, we can't do, you know, whatever the case may be in those last five days. And that, that's probably where the big difference comes into play is, you know, how much sooner you have to shut it down in terms of, of making weight and then how much weight you, you know, gain back. I mean, that, that's, again, all that is just really odd. And I would love to hear a doctor's perspective on how, you know, I'm just interested to see how, you know, when they say how weak you are, like, I would like to know if you asked him to do, let's say, a bench press on Sunday at 145 when he's completely starved himself, and then how much stronger is he on that Saturday at 160? You know what I mean? Like when he's put back on the 15 pounds. Interesting. I don't know. I mean, you know, like. They have their routines and, and how they do things. You know, it's obviously how, how boxing works. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess like anything else, I mean, uh, if you're used to it, you're used to it. You know, and your body gets used to it. You know, it's part of the right. part of the job. But, um,. But that's all that's left then is the Canelo Triple G. Do you think we're locked into that now or you still uh, think that we're not going to get it? See, because I'm a boxing fan, I don't think that's all that's left because, like I say, there's plenty of good fighters. But as far as that fight, I don't know if, if it's, it's, it will boxing because that's the big thing everybody knows about. So do you give it to us right now in September or do you make us wait another year? They used to take another fight and make us wait another year. I mean, you can't drag it out like Floyd and Pacquiao, obviously. I think but I are, are you ready for, yeah. unless you pretty much guarantee a trilogy out of this matchup, are you ready for, because after that, then what? I don't know, but I think that would be, for me, again, try and get my attention. Yeah. I think, a, and I wouldn't even, I think a trilogy from them three would be huge. Absolutely, but we, if, if you go out there and Triple G knocks Canelo out, I mean, he's not going to be rushing to fight him again. Or the I, other way around. I agree. I, I I agree. I think something, a trilogy right now between two people that everybody that are working on becoming household names. Yeah. 
would be because I mean the fact is Pacquiao and Floyd are gone now. Whether they both fight again, irrelevant. They're still gone. You, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? That's like if Tim Duncan and Kobe decide to come back next year, like it's great, but they're just prolonging the inevitable. Like they're gone. Mm -hmm. you, you know what I mean? So boxing needs some 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 new blood and. Canelo and, and Triple G, who, again, are very much working on their branding and they're getting their names out there, I think that would be huge for boxing. You sprinkle in the clown, um, Broner in there somewhere, which you don't even think he's in their caliber of boxers. No. Okay. Brings ratings. From back he does. Clown. He does. He, has, he just hasn't beat a, a fighter worth anything. Do you think it would be, like, quick, fast, in a hurry if you fought one of those two? Man, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But here's Canelo and Triple G. Yeah, man. Here's the thing is, you know how many people would tune in? What all those people who tuned in Just to watch to see him get to beat up, Floyd yeah. the, the, all those people for years spent money to watch Floyd get beat up and never see it happen yeah. would be spending that same money and yeah. they would get and, and would be just waiting for Broner to get his head knocked off so they could somehow think it, it would give them the satisfaction of seeing one of these black guys who talks too damn much getting their head knocked off. He's already been hasn't uh, Broner been knocked out already? Yeah, no, nah, he he's beat. been knocked down. He wasn't. Down, he right. wasn't knocked. He wasn't knocked down. He, he, he actually. He actually got up when Madonna got him pretty good. But he actually got up from that and and fought back. And got beat up some more. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that was a. Uh, and then he grabbed the mic and said, "I'm still rich," and all of that. Blah blah blah. Very classy speech. All right. Anything else you want to say before we got up out here, DJ? You got anything? Um. Nah, not really. Nah, I don't really have anything. I'm pretty good. Tiana wanted me to ask you about um. What's up with these basketball players and their outfits? Which I would have to agree with her. Hey, it's, this is a, um, it's a new day and age, Tiana. <laughs> you know, these guys, are, these kids are different. You know? That they are. And, and you know what? To that being said, it's a reflection of society. It's not just basketball players. It's, yeah, it's, it's them. It's, it's I mean, society. go to PG Plaza. That's what yeah, they look like. I mean, like but it, then you go back to when, 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 I, when I was playing and we all, we all wore big 7X T-shirts and big jeans. And Air Force Ones. I mean, that didn't. I'm looking back at that. That looked foolish. It wasn't like now. They, they're look, dressing um, a little metrosexual yeah, now. I was gonna say, you know, it didn't look suspect. It didn't look suspect, but you know, it looked it looked foolish. I mean, I'm pretty sure, you know, the higher ups looking at us like, like, what are you guys doing? Yeah, you look like clowns, but they look they look suspect. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the thing is, you only. I mean, to us, you only look like clowns in hindsight. This is current time. Like you guys look suspect. Like you, yeah. you guys are wearing women's clothing. But we're not their peers amongst each other. They probably it's like probably whatever you know. Yeah, it is whatever. Wear yeah, your hair, whatever. Dye your hair. Just like the people that are are the generation before us probably thought we looked not suspect but pretty ridiculous. Yeah, you know, look, like I mean, pull your pants up while you got a shirt right. five times too big. You know, right, right. Yeah. right. It's definitely. But there, to me, there's but they didn't question our sexuality. sexuality. Yeah. It's the difference yeah. between looking ridiculous and having your sexuality questioned. Yeah. <laughs> I, no, I, agree. <laughs> I mean, like, that, that, I think that's as nice as we can be without offending anybody. You yeah, know what I mean? Like yeah. that—that's to me. You know, a lot of these people are wearing stuff that you know look like they got out of their sister's closet, which yeah. is just kind of odd because for years it was like, for for example, when you wore a seven X shirt and a baggy jeans and sneakers and a do rag, it was actually like viewed as manly. You know what I mean? It yeah. might look stupid now, yeah. but it's manly yeah. and. Go back in time, whatever they were, it was like manly. Everything right. was always, you know, about looking as big and as macho and as, yeah. oh man, this shirt is huge, my right. car is huge, my truck is huge. Right. <laughs> and now it's just like, 
oh, I fit everything in this purse. You know, like, <laughs> everything is, oh, I don't even carry anything. Look at my pants. I don't even need pockets. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, they're painted on. And, and, you know, like, I have on a blouse. You know what I mean? Like, that's different than looking foolish to me. Yeah. And again, we're, I mean, we're now old, so whatever. Maybe we sound like old. Our parents. We sound like our parents, maybe. But, like I said, our parents didn't question our sexuality. Anything you want to say? Hey, when you always have some random thing that you that we missed. First time ever. All right. Well, that was another good show. And thank you, everybody, for listening. All you guys who joined us on uh, Facebook Live, thank you guys. We've got plenty of uh, viewers and plenty of time and everything like that. Comments. Commodore, thank you uh, for commenting. Uh, Kyle was in there. My man. Shakif. A whole bunch of people got My in there. My man, just, he, he late to the party. He just chimed in. DJ, do you remember when you jumped over dude head of Lago in a fast break? DJ actually like it was yesterday. <laughs> I'm actually, hold on before we go let me read what this one random person said like, I've been texting this dude for an hour telling him to send in a question and he's like anybody else out there so yes DJ do you remember when you dunked over a guy at Largo on a fast break I, I, I've done that a few times oh, I don't quite remember which one he, he's talking so about I've done it a few times. Yeah. I'm, I'm not. I'm not sure which one he's talking about, though. Same but problem, but I, I do remember. I don't remember which time I've happened to meet you. <laughs> so many times, DJ. Hey, that's my man, though. You know what? Keep those stories coming. My man, DJ, was. He's our barbershop basketball. Player. Carlton Saunders what's says, up? "Go Orioles." Who? Carlton, Carlton Saunders. What's up? what's up, Saunders? What's up, Murder? Appreciate you. Thank you for uh, listening. Go O's. O's actually started off like one, like seven in a row, and then they've just fallen off of. Uh, a cliff since then. I don't know what exactly what their record is, but it's certainly not 7-0 anymore. I do know that. But the good thing about baseball is there's 350 games left in the season, so it doesn't even matter. So you can you'll be 100 games out and still be alive. And it's still got those dog days of the summer to go ahead. But, yes, thank you, DJ. Thank you for tuning in and reminding us of DJ Duncan. When you were playing for Newport, he's, he's, he's further clarifying. He wants to know. No, I remember you know. that. I definitely I remember that. Yeah. Okay. Was it him that you dunked over? Because he very much remembers it, no? <laughs> Tell you no. one, you'd have never dunked on me. Bet that one. Yeah, you was like Oakley, right? Yes. <laughs> exactly. You frown upon how they play, but yes. he wants to be a part of it. Yes, sir. Won't be using those legs over here, buddy. <laughs> Jump over me if you want to. I bet you won't land over me. The good old days, man. Wish I was jumping over dudes now. Now it's pull-ups and fadeaways, brother. What What really is weird is that being in the same high school uh, class, I remember all the way, and we were 1,200 miles. Hell, you were in Maine, so we were actually – 3,000 miles apart from where we were together in high school. And um, the dude on my team, uh, or my team was ranked like 80th in the country. And the two biggest names I told you in our area was Keon and, and Clarence. And I think Keon was like 30th or something like that. And Clarence was like 50th. And that was like the greatest thing in the world. And I remember at the top seeing uh, the Damar Johnson kid and thinking in my head like, whatever, he don't want no parts. And who would have known, like, you know what I mean? Twenty of years you later, of Keon and Clarence. Of uh, no, me stop you. Oh, you mean Keon? And uh, Clarence? Keon, uh, Keon. Uh, Keon. No, I always thought like you know, uh, just just in general, it was like it's just weird because it's just a name that existed in theory, yeah. and then who would have ever known that twenty years later we'd be sitting there uh, doing the show? Actually, you know who? It wasn't to be honest with you in our neighborhood. It wasn't even not in the neighborhood, but in our in our district, it wasn't about Keon as much as it was uh, Dupe when he came out of nowhere. Yeah, and he was averaging. 50 a game or something, <laughs> like 48 a game, some right. some ungodly number. It, mm -hmm. it was ridiculous. I still remember when he had 77. Like, that dude was 
You shoot. You look like Steph Curry, to be honest. You look like yeah. Steph Curry back there in high school. Mm-hmm. I mean, you shooting like that, like it was no tomorrow. And um, that was just just weird because because all being together and like I said in the same high school class and hearing about those names and they're all just names on papers miles and miles and miles and miles away. What you doing looking at that stuff? Because I want to Why are you looking at the rankings? Because I just want to see if I crept in there. <laughs> just crept in there. Just want to see. I don't know. Just like I really was just looking for other players around. This. That's, right. that's all it was. All right, guys. Well, thank you everybody again for listening in, and we will make sure make sure you check us out next week. If you didn't get a chance to hear the whole show, it'll be available on the Players Voice website. The link will be up on Facebook. You can catch it on iTunes. You can catch it on the TuneIn Radio app. Uh, go to DJ's Facebook page or A1's Facebook page, and the link will be on there as well. Again, thank you for tuning in, everybody. The show is about us, you as much as it's about us, and uh, we can't do it without you guys. So thank you again, and we'll see you all next week. I appreciate it.